Leadheads. Welcome back to the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 235, and we are rolling in March. We are roaring in March. Isn't that how March roars in, right? Roars in like a lion? Uh, it does for me, because I just picked up a sweet <laughs> bobber yesterday. What did you pick up? <laughs> An SNS bobber, custom build, a Harley. Uh, I see a helmet oh. back there. So I was getting ready to ask one. you. It roars. Uh, that's yeah. That's I've had that helmet. That's from my other bike. Well, let me go ahead uh, and introduce yeah. our our guest this week. We've got none other than Chad Enos with Keltech. Welcome in, Chad. Hello, everybody. And then we've got a newbie to the show. Uh, he's actually not a newbie, um, but you haven't heard him yet. So <laughs> uh, we met we met at Shot Show. We've got uh, Chuck Larue with Larue Carbon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in, Chuck. Sure. Hey, thanks for having me again, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we and had yes, some. I was on the show. Okay. Yeah, you were, but we had some uh, uh, ID10T technical issues from yours truly, and I deleted, accidentally deleted our interview that we had at Shot Show. So uh, we're going to have Chuck on and give him a redo. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you may not want to be on this episode because we're going to get into some some sticky stuff that we don't normally address on the, the Talking Lead podcast. Uh, before we get into that, make sure you guys go back to last week's episode, episode 234, where our guest was, uh, we had Mike Sodini, president of Eagle Imports, talking about all the cool new things that they've got coming in from their broad line of, of guns that they bring into from other countries. Which you know, God that bless double them. Double stack 2011 will be mine. It will be mine. <laughs> you got your eyes on that. Love, we might love that thing. We might be able to uh, work out some trades on something uh, along those lines. Uh, and then we also we had we had Jeremy from Freedom Munitions, which that was continuing our 2018 Shot Show coverage from the official lead quarters of the 2018 Shot Show, Caltech. So Chad, thank you guys again for hosting us at uh, Shot Show this year. Of course, we had a great well, time. We're gonna do it again. Uh, we are definitely. Um, that was a very yeah, good sure. time. That was our best shot show to date. Uh, that was our fifth. I know you've been to probably like thirty or forty. So <laughs> we're still cons- <laughs> not that old. We're still considerably newbies to the the shot show scene. Uh, and then we also had uh, Brady Speth from Right On USA, the official optics of Talking Lead, uh, during the 2018 shot show. Brady came on and was talking about their new line of optics that they're going to be releasing. They're Gen 2s, uh, and one of those being the 1-8 to eight that they've got, and it's going to have a, a tactical version and a hunting version. So go back, episode uh, 234, check out those interviews, and uh, then we're going to continue our coverage uh, in this episode of the 2018 <laughs> SHOT Show. Chad Bominus with the photos here on Skype. Um, and that's going to be Jim Irwin and the Huntress. Uh, we'll be talking some hunting. The Huntress uh, Divine. Huntress yeah. Divine. Um, and then Riker USA, and they've got that fist grip. Um, it's a side-mounted grip that goes on your rifles. Uh, I think they've got different versions. They've got uh, uh, key mod adapters and things like that. So we're going to talk <laughs> about that as well. And uh, Chad's showing his his Harley picks. <laughs> you know somebody's got something new when they're photobombing you with their new stuff. So I'm wearing pants. It's a rough life that guy lives, man. I'm telling you. Hey, if only we could be Chad. 
about <laughs> broke my kidneys off riding to work this morning. <laughs> so, so, guys, welcome in. Um, we're going to have, again, we're going to talk politics. Uh, and you know we don't talk politics on this show often, and when we do, it's you know it's not in great detail. But with everything that's going on in our country since the uh, the Florida shootings, and Chad being from Florida, you know he's he's right there in the thick of it. And uh, you know I just think it needs to be addressed. There's so much misinformation that's being put out there, and there's so much there's so many people that are wanting things done just for the namesake of having something done that that's the worst thing that we could do. So we're going to talk, we're going to give our opinions. Otherwise known as knee jerk reactions, knee jerk reactions. Exactly. Uh, you know, just appeasing somebody just to appease them. And we want to talk a little bit about that and some of the things that are being proposed and, uh, what, what you guys need to do and how you can make your voices heard and, um, you know, try to get some of this stuff. What cool down? Is that the word, you know, simmer down a little bit, get it under control. Uh, yeah, so but before it's, we it's do impossible, that, it's impossible to have a conversation. And liberals say this all the time: we need to have a conversation about gun control. We can't have a conversation with you if you're not going to listen. If you're going to shout me down every time I say a word, you're just going to keep <laughs> repeating the same talking points, liberal talking points. We're never going to get anywhere. On and you're going to shout down the people that you're trying to have the conversation with. Yeah, if you want to be educated, you have to listen. You do, you do. And a big thanks to all the sponsors of Talking Lead. Before we get into this. Uh, right on USA, the official optics of Talking Lead, X Steel Targets, X Steel Targets, X Steel Targets, the AR five hundred steel targets that you need to be putting on your range. Uh, made in the USA. Check them out at xsteeltargets.com. Modern Spartan Systems for all your oil lubricating and cleaning needs. Don't just clean your guns. Optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems. VanQuest. Uh, makers of awesome backpacks and carry bags. Uh, I've got several of those racked up during Christmas during their Black Friday sale, and they've got some new stuff coming out. Check them out at VanQuest.com. Glock, the official carry of Left Hand of Talking Lead. Uh, rocking my new G19X. Nice. Show, showing the boys here. Uh, so jealous. In Glock FDE. And I got my... Uh, I got something I, said, I got something for that right about there. Yeah, I see that. I see that. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what it, uh, Chuck does, and he does have something that everyone needs for their firearms. Uh, indeed, indeed, they do. High threat concealment. Uh, you just saw my Glock 19. They're making that awesome holster that I've got there for it. Kydex holster with the Enforce light. Uh, they make all kinds of uh, kit and gear for your firearms, your magazines, uh, all your carry needs. Check them out, highthreatconcealment.com. Uh, and, of course, Keltec, the official sponsors of Talking Lead during the 2018 SHOT Show, the Lead Quarters. Keltec, check them out, keltecweapons.com. Yay! Hey, 1776, the official swag of Talking Lead. We've got our new T-shirts, and we've got our patches. The, the uh, yes. Leadhead Brigade patches are out. So you guys go to 1776united.com, check those out. And then our good buddies over at Asymmetric Technologies, making our travel possible to all these cool events that we go to, like SHOT Show, like the upcoming NRA, uh, and Big 3 East, asymmetrictechnologies.com. I think I got everybody right there. So, <laughs> so guys, um, 
Whoa, what's that I hear? I hear the jack wagon train rolling in, Chad. The gunny <laughs> the gunny has beat us to it. So it I think the, the jack wagon train is going to tie in nicely to what we're going to talk about uh, our conversation today. So, gunny, roll that train in. Hoorah, simplified do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. <laughs> you heard that a few times, huh? All right, so the train has stationed, and uh, the gunny is chomping at the bits for us to throw some of these people on. So I'm going to kick it off, guys. I'll start the pace, and uh, I'm going to start it off with, and I made a post on this, none other than Chipper Jones, former Atlanta Braves uh, baseball player, and he's got, apparently he's got a TV show now on the outdoor channels. Um, what um, MLB... Major League Bow Hunter? I don't know. Yeah. You guys, have you guys seen that? Yeah, I've seen it. Never seen sad. it. It's sad because I enjoy that program. <laughs> right. So he came out publicly, made a statement that uh, he's not for uh, civilians owning AR-15s uh, or any wet or any firearms similar to those. He he admitted that he owns five fire, firearms himself: a hunting rifle, shotgun, and I think he may have said he had a handgun or two. Uh, don't he didn't specify what those were, but uh, made it perfectly clear that he is against civilians owning AR-15 rifles, AK-47s, and that they have no business owning them. So uh, we're throwing Chipper Jones, and I'm going to throw the Outdoor Channel on there too because they haven't addressed this yet. Uh, I think they are responsible for um, the talent that they have that they you know put on their their shows. They claim to be two A supporters. And, uh, you know, they're at all the events that we attend. So uh, I'm throwing Chipper Jones, I'm throwing an outdoor channel on there until they address this as well uh, for making those comments. So he basically said that uh, if you can't uh, hunt without a rifle, then you're basically a sissy. So he's saying, you know, bow hunting is the only way to, to hunt. It's the true natural way to hunt. It's <laughs> exactly the time and place for that that little argument, right? With him using a yeah. you know twentieth twenty first century you, let me, compound let me bow. <laughs> I want to know if he's against suppressors too, because bows are really really quiet, and you can kill a lot of people with them. Well, you can, you can, yeah, yeah. And, that's uh, it's like cutting funding for a uh, for a high school freaking uh, uh, sports program and the basketball team fighting with the football team about. Which one's better? Like, we're kind of all in the same group, guys. Yeah, so, yeah. we're all athletes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I made a post um, on uh, my Facebook page, and it's it's gotten a lot of attention uh, and a lot of a lot of comments. And I'll just read some of those. Um, There's no reason for baseball players to make millions of dollars either. So, turn your money over to the homeless. <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> uh, who is Chipper Jones, and why should I care what he thinks? Well, he's—he, I mean, he's—he's he's got a following. You know, there are a lot of people that follow and listen yeah. and respect his opinion. So that's why you should care because he can influence people. Uh, and then we get this one guy on here. I want to address this. There's this this guy from from Canada. Is he from Canada? Or is, no, he's from Britain. So again, that, it doesn't matter. This is <laughs> no. This is another thing. Is is why do Britons feel the need Europeans feel the need to comment and try to dictate how our country is run and laws are here. It has nothing to do with them. 
You know, yep. why are they inputting their two cents to begin with? So I'm throwing this guy on the jack wagon train too. His name's Daniel Foster. And you guys go to my Facebook page, go to the post where I put Chipper Jones and just blast this guy. And I've got several of you lead heads on there right now that are just giving him, giving him hell. Uh, this one guy says, ex-British soldier, how's all that gun control working out in the UK? And before you go on a rant, unless you're a citizen of the U.S., all your arguments are irrelevant. If you happen to be a citizen and are using your experience of gun control from the U.K., no one wants to hear it. This is a right given to American citizens to be to the beloved Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, period. And (laughs) that's exactly what separates us from Britain, and that's why the United States is here in the first place. Well, that's why we have the Second Amendment. (laughs) That's why we have America is we, you know, we revolted against uh, British rule, uh, British dictatorship. Yeah, history. History is a bitch for these people. It really is tough for them to understand, apparently. It well, is. I mean, it really is. They, they look at how many people are trying to essentially erase history by taking down monuments and this, that, and the other thing. That's not changing anything. It all happened. Like, well, you're not it is, anything. actually, it is changing something. It ain't for the better. And you well, know exactly why. Now, if yeah, they can erase yeah, our history, no, can, they can rewrite it. If they can I, rewrite it, they can rewrite it the way they want it to be. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to do. British rule. It's just uh, people, it, it's, it's exhausting for me to hear how offensive everything else, everything is to everybody else. Like I, I, <laughs> sometimes I laugh. Other times I curse. Other times I'm just like scratch my head and like, wow. But that, you know, and that's the thing too, is you hear all this and you hear it from the mainstream stream media and, and they make it appear that this is the majority of our country's beliefs and thoughts. Oh, which is, I, you know, I just had this conversation yesterday. Go back and, I mean, if you can stomach it, go back and watch Obama's speeches. And if it's an agenda, if it's part of the liberal agenda, which almost every time he opens his mouth, that's what you hear. Yeah. The first words out of his mouth are the majority of Americans. Yes. He says the the majority of Americans. And anytime you hear a liberal speak, the majority of Americans want this. How do you know? How do you know what the majority of Americans want? Right. We voted, we voted in a concert. Well, we voted in Trump. I won't call him conservative, but we voted in Trump. That's what America wanted. You know, and we wanted him because we wanted him. He's the only choice we had to hopefully protect our rights, our Second Amendment, our Constitution, and everything else. The other choice was going to absolutely annihilate that stuff. So the majority of Americans want freedom, and they set it in the voting box. Right. They want the freedom, freedom to choose, you know, freedom of expression, and the freedom that our our Constitution grants us. You know, they right. we want that, and that's what the majority yeah. of Americans want. And then you get these people that are on their agendas and their bandwagons to to have our 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 rights taken and stripped from us and you look at the people like this guy from from the UK i mean he has no dog in the hunt whatsoever but you get you get those types that are the squeaky wheels you know they're trolls on social media obviously i mean this guy's just a troll he's a plant that's a big thing i think uh i mean my personal opinion is some of that comes down to the fact that there's for lack of a better word, there's a little bit of jealousy there. I mean, we have so much more freedoms as far as just in the, in the, in the, let's stay in the parameters of our conversation in the, in the two A scope. Um, you know, we can go out and we can get these things and we can't, we don't have to be a member of a shooting club in order to go fire your weapon. Like, um, <clears throat> so I think on some level, I'm not saying it's fully jealousy, but, uh, there's a bit of jealousy there that, 
that we have so much more that we can we can do with it than they're than they're allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they have their shotgun clubs and hunting clubs and some shooting clubs and stuff. And you know, I've been to a couple shows over there. And well, I've had several European guys on the show uh, that do enjoy the you know the the small freedoms that they do have up there. Uh, so you guys can go back to some of our past episodes. Uh, and listen to you know, some of the guys that we've had on talk about it. And, I mean, it's really sad once you, once you think about everything that we're allowed here in America. And to lose that, I mean, just go back and listen to these guys. I mean, they will tell you, fight tooth and nail you know, to yep. the death to keep these freedoms that you have. Because once they're gone, you can't get them back. They ain't coming back ever. Oh, ever. They won't come it's back. Slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, man. And as soon as you start in, you take, well, in this conversation, you take guns away, then what's next? Like, yeah. everything's on the table then. Yeah. So, Chipper Jones, Walmart, and Dick's, uh, they've jumped on the bandwagon. They're making, they're raising their store policy, even though it's it's completely legal still in this country. And, you know, God willing, it stays that way. Uh, you know, 18 years, you got to be to buy the ammo, you got to buy the guns. Dicks. I mean, I can't say enough shit about dicks. I'm going to cuss there because they've been on my shit list since Sandy Hook. And, you know, they jumped on the bandwagon and they pulled the the black rivals from their from their their stores. But wait a minute. Now they're coming back and saying, well, we didn't pull them from all our stores. We've got this other this other company under a different name, was it Field and Stream or something like that? Yeah. Where yeah. we've continued to sell them. What hypocrites. What yep. hypocrites. They have, yep. they went and said, we're going to pull them because we don't believe in this. It's wrong. Blah, blah, blah. But yet we're making money over here in this store still selling them. Hypocrites. Now, you know now they're saying they're going to pull them from on, those. Just my thought on that. Um, they can do whatever they want. It's their business. Yeah. And that's absolutely. In, in America, in, in America you, you have every right to do that. Um, it doesn't mean you're right. You know, it doesn't mean you're right on that particular topic, but you're, it, you're just hurting yourself. Well, you know, and, and that's the gonna, thing. I don't ruin your own sales. And then what grows out of that, uh, is all the smaller, maybe some of the smaller mom and pop or some of the medium sized, uh, corporations, they open up their doors to yeah. supporting the second amendment. And guess what? We all start shopping there. Exactly. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm all for that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Dick's can, they, it's a free country. As, if they I want to do the run their business the message, that way, that's yeah, as fine. Far as the messaging goes, yeah. They're, yes. They're, they're the message wrong. that they've 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 tried to send from the beginning since Sandy Hook has been completely hypocritical and and wrong. Essentially, and for, it's a marketing ploy. Though all you're doing is you're 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 uh, you're you're standing out there and saying, "Hey, look at all you people that are now suddenly have a voice." Hey, we're taking this. We're taking this ethical stand. Yeah. Like and we're here. And they're, now, they're stupid because here, yeah, they're, like, they're, you know, they're uh, catering to it. They're catering to a minority, mm-hmm. right? A very small minority. But right. they're. I, mean, I would say that Dick's is, sales are probably really hurting, and they've probably been hurting since you know since Sandy Hook. So they've seen an opportunity here, just like the liberal media, the liberal politicians is is a tr- you can't waste a good tragedy. And that's their mentality. And that's their philosophy. Walmart doesn't need the publicity, uh, you know. Or it, so Walmart. I, Walmart's Walmart, and they can do whatever the hell they want to do. Um, Walmart's hurting. 
They're hurting bad. Uh, I just I don't see how they could be hurting. They they own everything. Amazon, Amazon's crushing Amazon. Walmart. I got a buddy that works at Sam's Club. He's a manager at Sam's Club, dude. They just closed six of them locally here. Really? They're hurting bad. Yeah. Well, good. Good. Yeah. They need to feel the sting. So maybe that's a ploy for them too to, uh, you know, get the bleeding heart liberals uh, more business from them. I don't know. I heard something. Maybe Kroger was Kroger doesn't sell ammo. What's what's Kroger jumping on this for? I don't understand. All sorts of people are jumping out and saying stuff. But you know, and here's the other thing too: this stuff passes, it comes and goes. You know, until the next tragedy happens, yeah. it'll it'll smooth off, and everyone will forget about it again. That's just the way it works. But unfortunately, therein lies the problem. I mean, yeah. you come in, a tragedy like this happens. You come in, and like you said earlier, it's a knee jerk reaction. It's putting a Band-Aid over a situation. Hey, we're going to take away bump stocks. We're going to take away AR platforms. We're going to take away this, that, and the other thing. And then when something else happens, it's like, oh, we're coming after this. You don't ever address the root of the problem. You're never going to fix it. Yep, yep. So here's what, here's what, uh, so that's a jack wagon. You guys have any more jack wagons before we go any further with the con? So this, the jack wagon train just ties into... To right. this week's conversation, so that's why it's been so long on the jack wagon train here. But if you guys have anybody else you want to throw on, let's do it before the gunny. I'm going to get the gunny out of here, and then we're going to go on and talk more about this. Yeah, don't be a dicks. <laughs> don't, don't shop at dicks. Yeah, shop at dicks if you want to. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't care. I'm not. I'm not giving them my business. I haven't given them my business since since Sandy Hook. I don't. I don't support the mentality. I don't support what they uh, supposedly are about. So there's right. other places I can go and get my sneakers and my uh, jogging pants. Their stuff's overpriced anyway, like way overpriced. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. know. I hadn't been there since since Sandy Hook. Well, so. Like Chad said, every every corporation, this is America, man. Like every uh, every corporation, you guys can sell what you want, do what you want, and everything else. But man, don't expect to make a make a, a stance like this at a time of sheer panic across across the board, yeah. and, and say that you're making an ethical stand, and then you know, turn around and find out a couple years later that, well, you really didn't make that ethical stand. So, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. It it is, it's all a dog and pony show, like you said, because uh, if you wanted to stop selling ARs in your store or semi-autos or whatever, then stop doing it. You don't have to make an announcement about it. You don't have to go out in public and and talk about how, you know, you're doing this for the children and this, that, and the other. That's just, like you said, it's just another BS marketing ploy. That's all it is. All you have to do is just pull them off the shelves Send them back. When your customers come in, say, sorry, we don't sell ARs anymore. And if you feel that strongly about it, take all the guns. Quit selling guns, period. That's right. Don't sell shotguns. Don't Every sell hunting guns. Don't sell. Your golf shop. Yep. Go, go, go into business with Chipper Jones, and you guys could probably start your own line of, uh, you know, Chipper Jones hats. And you can sell, you could sell those <laughs> Chipper Jones jerseys, and you could sell those as tampons. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> get that train out of here, uh, Gunny. We're gonna we're gonna move on with our conversation here. So before we go any further, we want to find out more about Chuck, Chuck Larue and Larue Carbon. Give yeah. us give us a little yeah. bit about your background, Chuck. Make uh, custom carbon fiber protective cases. Uh, the line is called the Carbon Box line. I have four different styles. Going to have a couple. Big announcements coming up here in a little while about some other things we're working on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys are making carbon fiber gun cases. Yes, well, sir. not specifically gun. I mean, you could put anything in your cases, but I mean, obviously you're tailoring them to the to yeah, the I firearms. Got clients that, I got clients that put all sorts of uh, scientific equipment in them just because they're tired of the cases that they're using. Um, not necessarily breaking, but they're the 
there's not a lot of shock uh, absorption into mm-hmm. in the cases that they were using, and they found that using my case, it doesn't break their instruments like the other ones did yeah. when people inevitably drop them. So, um, yeah, make a, uh, uh, a an entire line. Um, visit the website LaRueCarbon.com, and then of course social media. So, what's your background? Media. What's your background, Chuck? <clears throat> so, I worked at a research and development firm in. Uh, um, Right after I got out of the service, and I kind of learned it was it was in the composites industry, and I kind of learned everything that I've learned about composites there. And um, we kind of fell into a, a project where we were helping out with a um, with another company that was doing designing a brand new weapon platform. Okay. And I kind of kind of got put in a in a pretty significant role into that just because I had had experience with weapons and everything else. And that kind of opened my eyes to how can I marry these two industries that I really enjoy. And, uh, you know, eventually, um, you know, I came up with an idea for a protective case and, you know, we didn't, we weren't a manufacturing facility per se. So needless to say, you know, my, my boss at the time kind of just politely said, nah, we're good. And I said, cool. Cool. I'll run with it. (laughs) And, uh, and then I started nickel and diamond and man, finally got a, finally got enough put away that I could start really, uh, researching this whole process and getting all the kinks out of it. And that took a while as well. So we're relatively young as far as the public knows. This is project has been in the works for about five years. Um, really working hard on it. So it's not, it's not just, uh, overnight, but uh, but, but yeah, you made your debut we're, at Chot Show this year, right? At the Antares Alliance Try and Buy event. Yeah, um, picked up uh, picked up a couple of uh, of mentions, and and then also obviously went on your your podcast there, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, did a couple other spots, and and it was it was fun, man. Like it was it was crazy that after all of that work of being like, man, am I am I insane for? chasing this dream down is anybody else going to get it because in my mind it's amazing and then to have just anybody be like that is amazing is is just like the best reassurance you could ever get so yeah i mean you're definitely on to something again it's innovation in this industry i don't know that i've ever seen a carbon fiber case before uh anybody put anything like that out. i mean one's Probably just for the, the cost alone, people just, you know, yeah. Eh. There's been a couple, uh, I want to say late 90s, mid to late 90s, I think, Samsonite or someone like that came out with with their version of a carbon carbon fiber, like, briefcase almost. Yeah. Um, and it was, the, the technology for, for the composites has come so far, as well as the price has gone down so much. Right, and it's right. readily available, so... You know, a lot of people are like, oh, the carbon fiber craze, like everybody's into it, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's just now it's to the point where it's more realistic for me. And then, you know, you have a handful of companies in the industry actually making a bunch of carbon fiber parts for weapons that, man, they're killing it. They're killing it. So it's it's exciting for me to be on this end and just be like, look. I make something that is completely different. It's not the same case. It's not, you know, it's not anything other than the fact that. So talk about your case versus a, a Pelican case, for instance. What's the what what benefit am I getting through the carbon fiber than am I getting through these high polymer plastic well, cases? It, 
it comes down to weight. I can do a lot more, and I, it's a lot. It can be a lot stronger and a lot lighter because I I use so much less material than than they do, and right. they have a dense product. They make an amazing product. I mean, and I'm telling you, that comes in. When I picked up his case, I was amazed because I've got one that's that's smaller than the big the double case that you had, right? But it weighs at least four times more. At least. Yeah at least four times more than that case. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> if I had, man, if I only had a dollar for every time somebody did that at the show, like, and people who up, travel, I mean, if you, if you take your gun case through, through an airport and you know, that extra weight that you're having to pay for, uh, yeah. and just lug around. I mean, it's, it's, it's well, not just that, but, um, so for, uh, like I was telling it at, uh, the show, um, for competitive shooters, uh, sometimes, <clears throat> We end up in pretty remote areas uh, where there's not a Walmart exactly close you right, know, to right, go buy right. ammo. So we can actually pack our case with that much more ammo. Yeah. So, and, and you're not shopping at Walmart anymore. Right. Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of nice that you're allowed sports. to have 11 pounds is the, is the general rule for most of the airlines. And so we don't even normally carry anywhere close to 11 pounds because we're already either at or overweight. Right. So with that case, we can have our entire rig in there. And probably take the full eleven pounds of ammo, which is a lot of ammo. So it's it's great. Yeah. It helps us uh, out a lot. So yeah. I'd say that is that is my uh, my number my number one benefit over you know the big companies like the the big existing guys that that dominate the market. But I think even above that is the fact that not everybody wants. Not everybody's so quote unquote tactical these days, man. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the tactical, everybody's tactical this, tactical that. That's cool. Like, that's fine. Man, I don't want, I don't want my case to look like it can withstand nuclear fallout, man. If I have, you I was know, gonna I, say, can we look at your? Can we talk about how your cases look? Because they're sick. Like, they're freaking awesome. So, like, I want you to make a bunch of stuff for me, like a fender for my bike. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, so Chad, did we say up. Chad? Chad's got a new bike. Do we tell you? Chad's got a new motorcycle. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Chad. We uh, we all know, but <laughs> no. So um, it's just I went with a different design. Um, yeah, the hinges too. Talk about yeah. the hinges. So these yeah. are low profile. Low profile. Tough as nails. I'm the uh, I'm pretty much the first small company that is authorized to use these, um, and that's that's it, man. Like that's. That's all there is on your hinge. So it is. Yeah, so he's showing for you guys at home who can't see us. I'll be posting pictures on uh, Talking Lead's website. You can go there, and I'll have There's pictures no of snaggable. his cases. There's nothing snaggable about these cases, like, no. you know, which is the biggest thing that tears a case apart when you're traveling. Right. They're rounded. Just toss it around. So he's, he's yeah. got everything rounded so that the corners, the edges are rounded. They're not pointy. Uh, and then everything is flush. You know, it, it's it's in with the case. So, like Chad said, it's not going to be snagging on on other no. things. And then and you've then got I, your latches. Talk I, about your latches. Yeah, so my latches are locking latches. Um, and I did that because, you know, it's, it's a pain. It was a pain to always have to, you know, come up with my own with my own lock and everything else, like I always seem to have an issue with it. So I wanted everything to be incorporated into the end of the case. And I wanted to have just badass, like just line, the lines on it. I wanted everything to be smooth. I wanted it to, to, you know, I really took the inspiration from a, uh, like the 1960s, 50s, 60s aluminum roof cases. They look like, like, they look like those, uh, arrow stream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly what I I was going for. 
kind of a little campers. retro, but with but you know obviously with the with the latest technology built into it. So, um, man, I uh, I'm super proud of it. Uh, I love it. You should um, be. What are those latches made of, Chuck? Because uh, they're the closing latches. Yeah, they're they're machined from billet aluminum. Yeah, they look very durable. They they are they are they they're, are they're um, not plastic so, like you get on a lot of the gun cases the little plastic dude, snap things billet latches billet like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah awesome tough but, as nails yeah. but easy to operate well and I just wanted to make because I want to make something that you know my I'm not I'm not the cheapest on the spectrum by any way shape or form however I am not going to just take your money and run I want to give you a fantastic product that yeah you get I what you pay for and you know I'm. I have no problems letting everybody know that, you know, I stand behind my product um, and, you know, if there's an issue, we'll take care of it. You know, I, I ran across, you know, one of my one of my customers. And by issue, he means nuclear war. He's going to destroy that thing. <laughs> well, one of my customers from a, from a couple, uh, couple months ago, you know, contacted me actually while I was the day after I did the your podcast um, and, you know, had noticed that there was some there was some you know, deficiencies in the actual carbon itself that I don't, you know, things happen like, uh, and vendor, and, vendor issues. Yeah. So yeah. it was just a little pitting. So I just said, Hey, you know what? I'll just, I'll replace them, man. Like I'll just give you new ones. My, 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 my goal has always been to, to provide the best customer service that I possibly could. Um, and I think that that's kind of, well, based on the story that you told me the other day, I mean, Chuck will go to any length to make sure that you are happy, even fly to Korea to yeah. <laughs> personally yeah. and deliver uh, a product to you. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was it. Well, but, okay. Full disclosure, <laughs> people. Uh, we don't have to talk about that story, but, uh, expect, but I mean, I personally can exactly. attest to However, his. Yes, I did. The rumors are true. I did jump on a plane. Fly 13, 14 hours to Korea. Uh, was wheels was a was on the ground for about twelve hours, and then flew thirteen or fourteen hours back because I there was a massive deadline I needed to reach, and just it was Murphy's law on that whole project, man. It was yeah. what could go. But you wrong handled it well, man. You handled it really good, and it's going to come back, and you're going to reap from it. So, and kudos, I, I, I kudos so, on so. doing that. So. LaRue Carbon. Yeah, LaRue Carbon. Uh, WWW, obviously. I don't even know if you say that anymore. Nah. Like, I guess I'm old because I can still say WWW. Uh, no, LaRueCarbon.com. And then uh, all social media is just at LaRue Carbon. So, um, there you go. And, to- and you guys just recently joined the uh, the Alliance. So, welcome to Anterior we Alliance. Were, uh, thank you. Yeah, we were accepted. Uh, I got my. Right we got uh, exception. I think the week after Shot Show, we were notified that. Yeah, I'm just super pumped and, about. And just to being- to reiterate, I mean, you just highly went through and said after your service, uh, you are a veteran. So thank you for your service. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I was. Uh, we're going to get dope. in to talk about that a little bit later in the show because we're going to hit you with the new guy questions. So okay, okay. prepare yourself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, I think we should uh, we should get into talking about some of these uh, proposals that are out there right now for for more gun control and and what this means to you as a, a Second Amendment proponent and firearms owner. 
my deal comes down to this is there is not a gun issue in the United States. There's not a gun issue in the world. There's a people issue. We do not treat people with respect. We do not have the same morals. We don't have the same values, <laughs> discipline. Uh, absolutely. Like across the board, it is it is such a uh, it's nothing is personalized anymore. Like, you know, you have conversations via text. You don't need to learn how to have a conversation with a person anymore. Like, you know, everything's just even, right there. But I also think we have I think we not only have an issue with mental health in this in this country, but I think we have an issue with the stigma attached to myth, mental health. And the fact that, you know, it everybody wants to be so damn politically correct and not hurt anybody's feelings and everything else that you're setting yourself up for failure because the real world doesn't doesn't give a shit. Pardon my pardon my language. They don't uh-huh. give a shit if your feelings are hurt or not. And some of that, I believe, attributes to the overall scope of the problem, which is we you have you have kids or you know even young adults that play these super violent video games that you desensitize yourself. The, you know you're walking through. I don't know, storming the beaches in Normandy on a video game, you're seeing you're shooting people, like you're not you're desensitized to it, and then you get this romantic I won't say romantic, you get this version in your head that this is what's gonna happen because somebody bullied me or some teacher kicked me out of class or this, that this is how I'm gonna do this. Um when I say that you could take all the guns away, you're never gonna you're never gonna fix the problem because you're not <laughs> you're not servicing the problem. How many gun control measures have been enacted since, what, uh, Columbine in, ni- what was that, 97, 98, something like that? Um, as opposed to what kind of mental health... Uh, but that's the thing, is, is you look and since, you know, the beginning of gun legislation, firearm issues back in the... 50s you know on up to now more and more and more gun laws have been put in place but yet we see that they don't they're not curing anything they're not solving any problems because they're not being enforced well and and they're they're put in for people who abide by laws they're they're put in for law-abiding citizens have you seen that yeah it's you know how uh i think it was the Black Rifle guys, I think they did a a little, you know, they do their little funny skits, their little their little videos mm-hmm. on social media, and they did one about, I think it was a, I think their their home was being robbed or something like that, and he and he That's came, best, yeah, yeah, and he comes out yeah. and says, you know, you can't use those because those guns are illegal, and then they pull out different weapons, and it goes all the way down to the end where they finally have compliant weapons, which are all muskets. And then the girl comes in the corner and points at the sign that says, this is a gun-free zone. And then they just walk out. They're not going to rob them anymore. Like, yeah. that's literally, like, what people think. Like, people thought that there was, like, a debate going on about that, whether people actually thought that or not. And it got people fired up because there's a, there's a hint to truth to it. Like, you think that just because you outlaw certain things, that everybody's going to do it. And it's that's not the case. The, the, the reactions that are happening from these events 
are only affecting law-abiding citizens. Laws are put in place to punish people who break them. That's the only reason laws are put into place. Now, who do they hurt? They hurt law-abiding citizens for the most part because they're the ones who aren't going to break them. But the only reason that laws are put in, it's just like, um, um, like I'm a, a real estate real estate, and our contract when when I first got into real estate was like two pages. Now it's nine pages because of all the additional disclosures and uh, documents that we had to put in because people said that you know well I didn't really understand it in this so. They kept adding them. The same thing with laws. People keep breaking them, so they keep adding additional laws on top of laws. But it doesn't solve anything because the people who are going to break them are still going to break them. So you have to have the punishment, the discipline in place to back them up to make people right. not want to to break those laws. You know what keeps people from breaking the law? Prisons. Prisons. Those guys aren't breaking laws. They yeah. are in prison. They still break them in prison. <laughs> They're well, still selling drugs and well, they still murder each other and stuff. This is true. Well, time out. Time out. How can that? How can that be? If uh, if, if drugs are illegal, I mean, come on. Like, doesn't <laughs> yeah. that kind of prove the point of the conversation? Drugs are yeah. murdering people is illegal. People still do it all the time. So, they do it yep. stabbing and choking. So what does it boil down to? So it gets back to my original question: Is you know how you know why are we at where we're at with with the youth of today, and I say the youth, I mean, I'm 47, so, you know, I'm a pretty old, um, it's, it boils down to what, what have you seen more and more? Have you seen more and more broken families? You've seen more and more single mothers, children that are raised without the disciplinary figure in their lives, you know, that is there to teach and guide and say, you know, this is wrong and you don't do this. And if you do this and you've got me to answer to, I think you know, I had that growing up, and I understand the respect. And I don't know. I, there's some parts of that, like I, I, I think it's the the missing of the fathers in in today's society. I the father figure. Now, I'm not saying that a you know a, a single mom can't effectively raise it. They can. They do it every day. But I don't. I I think there's, there's that element. To that. Like I honestly think that there's validity to that. I don't think. I think actually today it's more. It's obviously more accepted socially that you know you're a single parent, whereas you know in my parents' generation, like that but that's irrelevant whether it's accepted or not. It's still the fact that these children but aren't I, getting that that discipline from from a childhood. No, okay, yes, yes. And the discipline's been taken going, out of schools too. You can't discipline kids in schools. You can't discipline in your house. You can't. So you know what? Why wouldn't they think that I can't just take this and go out and do whatever the hell I want to with this gun or with this car or with these drugs or, you know, if there's no consequences? It, absolutely. I completely agree. I, I could, yeah, it's just, um, like I said, I, got, I think it goes back to a people problem, man. Like yeah. you don't, And that's the problem. <laughs> there's not a person there to, to teach and guide from an early age. I mean, I'm guilty of this too. When was the last time you ever like had like a cookout with like your your neighbors or anything like that? You know, like like there's no sense of community. Everybody, dude, mm-hmm. this is all we got right here, man. You're in touch with everybody, anybody around the world at any time. Like you don't you don't need to have that personal. So there's there's not that personal there's not that emotional connection when you see somebody or you know. Sure. It's I think it's like it's, they're not real. 
They say right. they, don't, they don't exist. They're not real. I can't touch. I can't feel it. It's not real. Yeah. So, I don't know. Chad, I'm spinning my wheels. What do you got, buddy? But then you um, you got a mixture of mental issues as well. Yeah, Chad, jump in. Okay, so I can read to you exactly why uh, everything is going the way that it is. Going to hell? Are you quoting somebody or is this your own? No, I'm, I, yeah, I'm going uh, to quote something out of the Bible for you, actually. Okay, going old school. Yeah, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them, meaning through creation. His invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived uh, ever since the creation of the world. Uh, skip down. So that's that's the world getting God out of schools. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. world getting trying to get God off of our money. That's the world getting God out of trying to get God out of uh government buildings out of our government entirely mm-hmm. uh, separation of church and state um was not to uh protect the state it was to protect the church so okay skipping down here in romans still this is romans one um for this reason god gave them up to dishonorable passions uh and it goes on talks about homosexuality um women giving up their natural uh relations for those of the contrary of god uh men same thing going down here and it says and since they did not see fit to acknowledge god god gave them up to do to a debased mind uh to what ought not to be done they filled they're filled with all manner of unrighteousness evil covetousness malice they're full of envy murder strife deceit maliciousness they are gossips slanderers haters of god insolent haughty boastful inventors of evil disobedient to parents foolish faithless heartless ruthless Though they know God's righteousness decree um, that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who participate in them. So this is talking about exactly why the world is the way it is right now. You turn your back on God, God pulls his grace away, and he just lets men do what men are going to do. Mm-hmm. And this is what evil hearts do to pe- to each other. Right. So the only reason that there's any, you know, and this is my belief, the only reason that there's any sort of law and order and control and the reason God created government and law enforcement and things to keep that order that he created uh, was for the safety of his people. Now, when you start kicking that to the curb, you're calling for the murder of law enforcement officers. You're, uh, you know, you're calling for the ban of uh, um, an average person, the ability to protect themselves. You're running off and doing every sin known to man. I mean, think about what kids are doing these days. They're so stupid now and dishonoring God so much that they're eating Tide Pods. They're ruining their bodies. They're just kids. Just and, and, and this isn't something new, <laughs> but it is. It is something that keeps getting worse and worse as as the world progresses. And and that's it. In Romans one, it's completely laid out right there. All of it. You want to know why that kid murdered all those people? You want to know why Columbine happened? You want to know why nine eleven happened? You want to know why things are being bombed and people are being killed? You can all read it all right there. That's exactly why it tells you. This book was. Written 2,000 years ago. This part of this book was written right. 2,000 years ago. And what was that book? That book That book is. I mean, what is that book? It's not was. It is. That book is a guide. You know, right. it's laws. It's laws to live by, which which we have. But if people don't, don't follow those laws, don't abide by those laws. You're going to reap the consequences. And that happens right. not just individually, but it also happens as a community, as a state, as a country, and as a world. It all comes down to the individual person. And when you get large groups of people that are like-minded in their sin, this is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. that's the same thing with our, uh, you know, our laws. 
that's they're there to help God protect. And if people don't follow them, then what the problem is, is the consequences aren't there. You know, there right. there's threat, there's threats of consequences, but they're not following through with those consequences. So, you know, these yeah. laws have to be enforced and they have they have to have the consequences associated with them. Yeah, it says they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. I mean, think about this. Think about, like, just take break it down to an athlete that scores a touchdown or, you know, has the winning winning hoop or has the winning, you know, shot at a, you know, knocks one over the fence at a baseball game. What's the first thing you see these guys do, man? They're pounding their chest. They're doing the dance. They're pointing at their name on their back. A lot of them are pointing the up man. to – some of them you point know? up to God. You know, that's right. Some You're absolutely do. right. Some and I do. love that. And I love when they do that. But my favorite football player of all time was Steve Largent. You guys probably have no idea who Steve Largent oh, is. Yeah, Steve. He's a yeah. he's a uh, uh, wasn't he a senator or something for a while or <clears throat> I think so. I think he but, went politics. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that guy and I, and I use him as an example all the time because he was just the most humble guy. He held like almost every NFL receiver record for years, for years. And nobody ever knew who he was. Because he never danced in the end zone. He never, you know, he didn't go out and get, you know, sponsorships from every single company that's right. out there and promote himself all the time. He scored the touchdown, did his job, gave the ball back to the ref, went back to the huddle and went back to work. Yeah. That was it, you know. And it's and it reminds me a lot of a lot of, um, uh, you know, military guys and stuff, too. They go do their job and you try to thank them for their job. And they're just like, oh, I'm just, you know, for their service. And they're like, oh, it's just a, it was my job, you know. And there's a humility there. And that's attractive to me. That's that's what should be attracting kids. Not not these guys pointing their name on their back and beating their chest and talking about getting their respect and all this other crap, you know? That's not that right there is not a role model. That's not what kids need to be looking up to. This really selfish mentality, you know. And it's I just agree. unfortunate that I a mean, world is, that's is coming, it, uh, has gone to that and it's unfortunate that our kids are being taught that that, you know, believe in yourself and all this other kind of stuff. And um at the same time, uh our history is being stripped away in schools. They're not being taught what's proper and what's true. The truth is completely out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all that stuff, I mean, really kind of started with case law. We could get into that, but you start with case law in the 1920s. And they just wanted to start rewriting history. The liberals did. And we're living in it now. We're seeing the we're seeing the result of all that stuff that's going on for the last hundred and some odd years. It's all come to a head. And it's all come to a head, really. So what do we do? What do we do? How do we? So people keep saying they want to progress, and that's why the progressives call themselves progressives. My question is, what are you progressing to? What are you getting? People don't even know which freaking bathroom to use anymore. What, right. what are you progressing <laughs> to? We don't need to yeah. pro- progress. We need to go back. We need to go back to the Constitution and back to the beginning of why this country was founded in the first place. And the funny thing is, I find, I find that a lot of liberals, they want exactly the same thing that I want as far as like the, um, the freedom. The you know, they want to be free. They, they, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, want, they think that... Uh, you know, somehow the government's going to make them free. That's that's where they they cross that line. They start going the wrong way. They want to be a lot of them want to be left alone um, to do whatever they just want to do. That's why they keep having parades for their rights and all this other stuff. You know, it's already there in the Constitution. Pay attention. Go back yeah. to the Constitution. Go back to to what the founders were trying to give us. You guys are trying to go forward to something that's of your own mind. It's of your own heart, and it doesn't make any sense. They're trying it makes to get sense in a communist country, more but not government. America. They're trying to get more government involved, which is the opposite of what our forefathers and the Constitution, the, the founding, government? they the wanted government less is government. a small group of people. We have 300 million people in the U.S., and you want to give all the power to a small group of people 
to supposedly take care of you and tell you what make all your decisions. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and yet you're the same people that wear the anarchy badges and you run around and you have parades and you play in punk rock bands and stuff. Like it makes zero sense to me. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have their foolish hearts are darkened. They don't even know any better. No. They, they can't know any better. They don't know they're being hypocritical. Right. A lot of them. It's, it's, just, but it's these ignorance. People, I hold these people accountable that ignorance. are in leadership and that are in our we, government that are placed there. How do we keep them from being so ignorant? You know, that's that's the question. How do we educate these people? Talking how do, lead. How do we how do we get the word yeah. out there? Well, it's, and it's that, and it's people who listen to the show is is they have to. When you come across these people, you can't just you know bow down to their their shouting you down. You can't quit when they shout you down. You can't just walk away. I mean, some of these conversations that I have with people, it, they're so ignorant that it just makes me mad, and I just have to walk away. But I have well, to well, be. You do, but here's the I thing. have to be patient it's, though. That's my fault. Okay, I'll go back to the Bible again because this is where I draw everything from. So there's a parable of the farmer. And it talks about the farmer getting up in the morning and going out and laboring all day from sunup to sundown. You know, he, he digs rows, he plants the seeds, and then what does he do? He goes to bed. He comes in, he goes to bed, and you're like, well, what kind of a parable is that? What does that mean? You know what I mean? There's nothing he can do about the crops. He can't make the crops go. All he can do is plant them and water them and, and take care of them. Right. But right. it's God that gives the increase. So when but you've got to go out and you've got to battle the heat and you've got to battle the elements to get that field planted. And that's right. what I'm saying when these people are, uh, you know, they're your elements, they're your, your barriers, your stop, you know, when they're out there shouting yeah, all this ignorant, all these lies, yeah. all this misinformation, you have to battle through that and you have to keep those seeds planted. You can't, like I do sometimes, right. I mean, I walk away because some people are just so ignorant. It's like, this guy doesn't even understand what he's talking about. Thing. Here's the thing, man. At the end of the day, that's all you can do is walk away because no matter how the conversation ends, you're still going to walk away. Yeah. But it's not up to you to give any sort of increase. You can't make someone think no, a certain way. They, it has to. It's got to come from, in my opinion, it comes from God. Their their mind and their hearts I, just yeah. suddenly opened, and they have nothing to do with it, and you have nothing to do with it. So you're one thing that we can do is that if you've got a if you've got a friend, a family member, you know, someone that you care about, let's start off with somebody that you care about first. That uh, you know is ignorant to gun laws and just guns in general, and they're afraid of guns and they think they're bad. Invite them, invite them out to go shoot with you. Invite them to the range. Invite them to a safe environment. Absolutely. One, yeah, yeah. No. Absolutely. I think one of the invite I mean, them to a three gun competition. There you go. Uh, one of the things that that I think works, by the on, way, that's proven to work. Yes. By the way. Oh, one of, yeah. I, I agree. I think one of the things that's spiraling out of control, and especially since this last. Election. I mean, it's always been there, but I think this last election really just completely just spun it out. Was the need for everybody to feel like they need to pick sides or choose a team, and then once you choose that team, you're on that team, and it's it doesn't matter what the other team says; yeah. they're the other team. You and you're never going to have open dialogue to bridge those gaps because. Yeah. You got one side going this way, the other side going this way, and they're they're not getting any closer, and no one wants to give up any ground because they're on yeah. that. Team. If you're not We're for not me, you're against me, kind of kind of mentality, and that's the whole problem with our political system as it is now is that there are two parties. If I could say, I completely disagree with that, a hundred percent, because please, where we are now, this isn't this isn't my grandfather's Democratic Party. It's it's just not no. it's not the Ted it's not the Kennedy uh, Party anymore. This now is a hardline issue. There's there's a difference between right and wrong, and there is nothing in the middle. So when I hear these politicians talk about reaching across the aisle to get stuff done, it's a bunch of bull crap. Because what that means is somebody's compromising their beliefs. 
And every single time that happens, it's someone that's a conservative compromising their beliefs for someone that's a, a liberal that wants something ridiculous passed, like bathroom, gendered bathroom crap. Like, right, it's right. wrong. It's just well, wrong. And if you're going to give up right for something that's kind of right or something that's it's, it's all wrong. So those lines have been divided, and that's why there is an aisle. So well, let, you, let, you stand if you stand with what's right, then stand with what's right. Don't start compromising, and that's why we are where we are right but now. But do you do you good, think that the the uh, the Republicans are always right? Not always right. Okay. Do you that think that do you think the Democrats the are always are wrong? Are the ones that were started out as good men, you know, uh, God fearing men that wanted to stick to the Constitution that compromised the wrong way? Well, I think I think our greed gets everybody at at some point on that level. I mean, you they have an insatiable appetite for all this power and and then you know happens all the time but i think that's what's wrong with our our politics is that there's two parties there's two sides you're divisive right off the bat you're divisive and that's wrong there's nothing wrong with something with things being divided there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and i keep hearing people well we need to come together we're not going to come together I am not going to give up my rights because your uh, your no. feelings are hurt. That is never going to happen. But I don't agree a hundred percent with everything with Republicans say, I, and I don't agree a hundred percent with everything the Democrats say. So, well, then that's a that's a third divide. That's just another divide. But that's what I'm that's, saying. There's only two. There's only two options in in our political society. No, the, there's the not. Way there's it more options, but they just, no, the other ones really are just not. not they're not. Well, they're not valuable. They're really not the level of uh, uh, the of uh, the two sides. I'm not necessarily speaking on the level of politician A versus politician B. I and, and I, I might have I might have given you that that opinion when I when I first made that statement. I'm talking more of just us, us as people. Like it's you can't have a conversation. I mean, you look on dude social media, man. That is the greatest thing and it's probably the worst thing that has ever happened to, to humanity. Like, <laughs> it's the worst thing that's happened to me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but on the, You can't have normal conversations because people pick these sides and it doesn't matter. Like, there are sides that I am, I am, very, I, I am I'm very conservative on, but then I, I shock some people and I, and I have, you know, I, I have some more, I won't say liberal views, but I do, I understand how people come to certain conclusions mm-hmm. and my politicians. Here's I'll, the thing. I, I understand. I'll, I'll, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of things that are wrong that I understand, but they're still wrong. And I still can't go, go do that. Like I right. understand why people drink themselves to death. I understand why people do drugs because they're depressed. I've been depressed. I get it. But That's I'm not going to go yeah. down that road, and I don't approve of going down that road. No, no. So, but, there's an example for you there. But we're never going to get anywhere unless we do make some. Con- I'm not saying compromise your beliefs, but you have to have open dialogues with the other side because we are in this team mindset of it's us versus them, and then it just and you here's know how the open, here's how the open dialogue should go. You've got a liberal talking to a conservative. Obviously, the conservative is right. Almost, I wouldn't even say almost, I'd say 100% of the times, someone that is a true constitutional conservative American is going to be right if they've got their facts together. A liberal is going to talk to you not on facts. They're going to talk to you on emotions. And again, I get it. I understand you're super upset about a bunch of kids being killed. I'm upset too. Just because I own a firearm and stand up for the Second Amendment 
doesn't mean I don't care. 11 kids get mowed down at a school. In fact, the exact opposite. And they say, well, something needs to be done. And I say, I agree with you. Something does need to be done. Exactly. You're proposing something that's wrong. You're, you're, you're wrong about your, your approach to this. And how do I know you're wrong? Because it's been proven. If it was right, I would be all for it. But right. it's not right. It's wrong. Well, that's why I said, I mean, multiple times. You're not getting back to the root but of the issue. But when you say facts, Chad, when you say facts, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chuck. Yeah, go, go, go. Uh, you know, people are spouting out all these different statistics. Statistics aren't facts, in my opinion. Nope. Okay, so I, don't, I want people to understand that facts and statistics uh, are two different things. Statistics can be used to, to make facts, uh, but statistics aren't always facts. Statistics can be manipulated. Statistics are used for, to uh, complete an argument. They're not right. Yeah, I mean, so don't get confused when you hear the statistics are this and the statistics are that. The statistics show this. Don't don't get um, distracted by that. Well, you want to you want to look at facts. You want to look at history. You want to look at case studies. Case studies are where facts come into play. And you also want to use your common sense. Yeah. Well, the, so when we say when you and I say we need to protect our schools the same way we we protect our banks and put armed guards at our schools they freak out we can't have more guns at school it's a knee-jerk emotional reaction and yeah. you got to say to yourself because they're fixated on make sense they're fixated you? on the gun and anytime you That's say right. gun it throws up a, a negative red flag image and they're fi because they're fixated on the gun they're not fixated on what that can potentially the good that that can pot potentially do now let's talk about this i don't want to cut this conversation because this is great but um I got to steer the conversation. I'm the host. So, um there are there are proposed there are proposed measures in place on how you know schools can be protected. One is arming teachers, you know, that's out there, that's put out there. Uh putting uh, other individuals there to to protect and arm the school. There's a school in Indiana. I want to point this out. Uh, I can't remember where the school is right now, but there's a school in Indiana that they put in a um a system and I guess it's an active shooter uh, system that they put in their schools. $400,000, okay, that they implemented this in. And basically what it does is it's a, it's a warning system. So an active shooter comes in, the alarms go off, the rooms are locked, locked down, the shooter can't get in there, and then there's this um, spray system that comes out of the ceiling that, and there's cameras everywhere. They're monitoring, they can see where the guy is, uh, see where he's at and they can hit these different um, uh, security measures and this 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 um, spray comes out and it it like obstructs his vision so smoke and it cuts off his vision to go down certain paths so he you know the only way out is is that he can see is to get out of the building because that's what they ultimately want is to get him out of the building so they're basically guiding him on how to get out of the building but uh for, you know, people say four hundred thousand dollars to implement this, or it's going to cost this much to to secure this school, or you know, it's get the, it's going to be cost prohibitive. Well, how much is your child's life worth? You know, <laughs> you're well, you're the one saying I mean, honestly, this, but no, listen to me, listen to me. So, you know, they're saying you know, it's cost prohibitive. We can't we can't possibly do this. Uh, but if you look at the money that it would take to to ban confiscate. And the time associated with doing that, which, I mean, it would take decades to confiscate all the firearms that are in America and talk about the billions of dollars that that would cost. 
This is something that can be done right now immediately. These systems, similar systems like this, can be put into schools and be effective immediately. Next week, sure, they can go yeah. ahead and start and putting these yeah, putting these and, and in place. Yeah, let's not forget about all the ridiculous and insane crap the government spends money on uh, right. as as research. They call it research. They'll spend seven hundred thousand dollars to find out uh, what the differences uh, in males and females getting drunk in a bar. So how I, many I, I how mean, many kids what? were killed in Cares. this Florida shooting? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. So you take four hundred thousand divided by seventeen. That's twenty three thousand five hundred twenty nine dollars. You can't tell me that any one of those parents wouldn't pay that right now to have their ch- their children back. Of course. And this would have been a a very viable solution on stopping, preventing, minimizing what happened in that school. Right. Yeah. And then you add, and then on top of that, you add someone who can defend the children with firepower. You're going to need that because there's got to be. you got to have that. You know, just like in your house, you have different levels of protection. I don't know why schools have zero protection. Most schools have absolutely zero protection for their students. And shocker, that's where all the shootings happen. Yeah. Well, well school, yeah, gun-free place, zones is where they happen. I think it, it comes down to the whole back to the back to the whole fact that there's a lot of people out there that think that our children can't see this and they shouldn't be subjected to seeing that and this uh, I guess they call it the helicopter parenting where you're you keep your kid in a little bubble and you know nothing bad ever happens mm. Dude, I, I I I'm guilty of some of that when it comes to my two-year-old however I have no problem and I, I no problem at my at my daughter's school to have you know at her even at her daycare you know have as somebody there that knows what they're doing, and even if it's the, the teacher with, with key the key to that, the key to that Chuck is somebody who knows what they're doing. So another problem I think that the uh, the the uh, gun grabbers I call them gun the liberals don't understand is that when we say arm a teacher, arm a principal, it's not just give them a gun and say here you go. These people have to oh. go through not only strenuous training and pass courses and get certified. But there also needs to be something in place, a psychological background check, an in-depth psychological background check on these people to make sure that, one, they're psychologically prepared to handle it. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of those teachers would fail that part of it. And that's fine. And that's that's good. That's because you don't want them all. You know? I know. I'm just, I, was, I was kind of just being cheeky. And there, if that's but. the case, then there are millions of Americans, and I've seen this post too, uh, former law enforcement, former military guys that will donate their time and come and sit at that school. Screw oh. that. Let's pay them. Well, that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah, I mean, but, but we've okay, already got people volunteering to do so, it. So there's a lot of people that have no kids, right? And that are I'm one of those kids in the school system, right? I'm one of those, and, you, and you're still paying property taxes. Yeah, right. So why don't I wouldn't mind paying property taxes if that money was going towards a guy that uh, just came home or he's a veteran that's out of work, somebody that we can pay twenty bucks an hour to go take care of, of the security at the schools. Hire mm-hmm. three of those guys. Put my tax money towards that. Sure, right. Sure. Instead right. of wasting it. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I. Man, I go to uh, I don't I mean I, I go to quite a different a quite a, a good amount of different countries and you know the first thing you always notice is armed to the teeth whether it's police or military or whatever it is just roaming around the streets 
you know, in, in everyday life. And people, you know, you get you get parents that are like, oh, I don't want my kid to to have to see that every day. Da 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 da. Well, things like in Israel, man, like they they have armed military everywhere you go. In Israel, and, it's mandatory that every citizen serve in the, in the military yep. and they do That's, unless there's some sort of mental or uh, handicap you know thing right right so men man, women it's everybody all about, it's all about perception man like yeah you don't want i don't want to have to take my daughter somewhere where she has to see an armed security guard however she goes with me to the bank like i do i would I do. love to see that i yeah. would love for kids to see that you see that then they know they're safe well, not only that, but but but, but I'm I'm speaking at it from from the other side's point of view. Like, which like we should have to do that. I know. Yeah. I guess, however, I know. however, yeah. those are the same parents that go out and and get on Amazon or or go stand in line on Black Friday and buy them the brand new shoot 'em up game for their for their you know Xbox. PlayStation or yeah. whatever it is, and they, those kids sit in there for hours and hours and hours on end all night all day just shooting people in group forums and everything else and talking all this junk to everybody. They're the same. It's all the same. So like, I don't see the correlation and why you wouldn't and why you wouldn't like, you don't have a problem going to the airport. You don't have a problem going to the banks. You don't have a problem, you know, seeing these guys, you know, armed and, and protecting you. Why would it be any different? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, being a concealed carry guy, being a guy that, trains i'm sure you being you know ex-military and i know you know you know how to handle firearm like nobody's business i feel less safe when i see law enforcement because i've trained those guys <laughs> yeah and when i go there i just feel like it's kind of like when you it, it's like really difficult to let someone else drive your car you know what right. i mean yeah. sit in the right. bathroom seat. it's like i just i'm not in control you yeah. know and i hate being i hate being yeah. disarmed like that because i know i know my abilities and i know my heart and i know that if something were to go down i'd, I'd want to be on top yeah. of that if i'm at a mall this is if i'm at a mall and there's a, a shooting breaks out and there's a law enforcement next to me uh and he doesn't have a gun i'm not going to give him my gun <laughs> right i'm, no. I'm no, going exactly. to control my gun and drive my gun myself and yeah no that's I, right one couldn't agree more couldn't agree more yeah but and, there um, are people out there that you know may or may not feel that way. But that's the thing. If if you get a firearm and you're not doing the training, you're not doing the education for yourself, then you don't need a firearm. Well, okay? Even if you're just going to keep one in your house for self, but you still need to know how to operate it, how to handle a confrontation. I'll go. I'll take it further. You need to know ballistics. You need to know what the ammunition that's in yeah. that gun, how it performs when it comes out of that muzzle yeah. and what it's going to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it comes down... And this, none of this stuff's hard, by the way. This oh, isn't hard. Okay. And for anybody listening that, that that maybe hasn't gotten any training, there's nothing. I mean, you get a little nervous or whatever, and it's somewhat intimidating. But when you get there, it empowers you, and you start to love it. And like we, we went back to talking about taking, you know, um, an anti-gun or a liberal to the range. Sure. You take, almost every single time I've ever done that. Which it changes their times, mind. Yeah. It's just completely, not not just about guns, but their whole worldview yep. has changed. It's it great. It's well, they, they see it as a. They don't see there's a stigma attached to weapons and and guns in general that are. And they, are killing, they are killing machines. Like, yeah. but that killing machine has it's an inanimate object. It doesn't do anything but sit there until somebody drives that weapon. Someone has yeah. to do. Yeah. So, well, again, it, it boils down to the problem, like you said earlier, Chuck. It's not the guns; it's the people. Yeah. So 
Everything's full circle here. So great conversation, guys. We've got to get into our 2018 SHOT Show coverage, but I want you guys to hang on because uh, we're going to hit Chuck with the new guy questions uh, when we come back. So guys, enjoy uh, our interviews with Jim Irwin and the Huntress, what Huntress Divine? Is that Huntress Divine? Huntress Divine and Riker USA. Hit that button. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole session yesterday uh, without recording it. It was like one of the best <laughs> yeah. ever. It was the best one ever. Yeah, it didn't get recorded until right. now, of course. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, until this. Yeah, yeah. Let me turn Zach off here. <laughs> here we go. I still got Zach Brown in my hands. Do you? I just turned it off. Oh, yeah. Piping attention. in the good tunes here. Is it too loud for it you guys? Okay. 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 I'm going to leave one ear open and one ear right there. All right, guys. Welcome back to day two of the 2018 SHOT Show. That's What's my it? pre-workout. Okay. <laughs> my little go-go juice I got here. You just had the RDBS in your hands. I just had to ask. Uh, I just got to have a little uh, kickstart in the mornings, but... Uh, so yeah, we're here at the uh, Caltech booth, the official lead quarters for the 2018 Shot Show, and our first guest of day two are the guys from Riker, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're 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 doing live also. So as we're talking, uh, we got a live crew. So uh, if you guys uh, want to grab your product there and show yeah. it to the, are we Facebook or Instagram live? Facebook. There you go, guys. Facebook so live. The, Facebook uh, live. The Riker grip for those of you who can see it, the first side mounted grip system. Get on that mic, too, while you're talking. All right. Can you hear me now? Don't be scared. Yeah. You can hear yourself in the headphones, so you'll know. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I like, See that? I like long things being right up in my face, I guess. Long black <laughs> things? There you go. <laughs> so, this uh, is not a PG show. Not, not a kid show. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. Yeah, I hope not. If not, I just broke all we the We recommend rules, right? you uh, hide the kids and uh, lock the doors. So, yeah. Talk about, so, introduce yourself. Josh? Yeah, all right. So uh, I'm Josh Robertson. I'm CEO of Riker. Uh, I'm here with Ron Holmes, who's the original inventor of the Riker Grip, and he's also our uh, director of product development. So Ron Holmes? Yes, sir. Any relations? Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to keep going. Hey, the AVN Awards are here. Let's just keep the Right. I didn't know. This is a dual-purpose you know? tax write-off or yeah. what, man? <laughs> I, I, have an, I have an alter ego. <laughs> Earmuffs. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so Ron's the original inventor of the Riker Grip. So those of you who don't know what the, the Riker Grip is, uh, it's the first side-mounted grip system. And what it is is it's a tool that supports your natural body position when you shoot. Squares you the target, helps you absorb recoil. Uh, and because of that, you get less fatigue, especially if you're you know, shooting a heavier recoil weapon or you're wearing full body armor. And over time, that lessening of fatigue adds up to increased speed, increased accuracy. So sure. you know, especially other things, police, law enforcement, you know, if you're in long engagement, uh, you know, you're you're uh, wearing a bunch of kit, you know, you're you're tired, that that's all gonna add up that little Talk bit about of extra the, the ergonomics of the the Riker grip. Yeah, so so the Riker grip it, it lets your body move the way it's supposed to, right? You think about how we an example I love to use is uh, we don't use weaver stance anymore really when we shoot a pistol, right? We talk about isosceles, you want to square up. What the Riker grip does is the exact same thing. It's the equivalent of isosceles for your for your rifle, right? So you offset that forward hand a little bit. And what it does is it just squares you the target. Your head falls to a natural position, you get a little more space in your shoulders, your hips square up to the target. Uh, and and that gives you a lot of uh, mechanical advantages, right? Just letting your body move the way it's supposed to. Well, yeah. It's got to yeah. have a rail. 
keep uh, talking. Keep talking. We don't yeah. have a. We're trying to so, find uh, a, a so kill tick. We can slap got, it on. You got M-Lock? Yeah. This will just pop right in. Oh, there, yeah, you, there go. you go. Sweet. Well, so uh, the background of the Riker grip, you are a Marine, uh, aren't for you? those of you who don't know it, is Ron's actually a, uh, a former Marine, so he was a, a Force Recon guy, uh, was in around for the founding of uh, MARSOC, uh, and then was one of the first operators in there, and then went and did uh, work overseas after that. And, and the origin of it is just having shoulder problems, right? So, right. you know, a lot of us, we get older, uh, which I hate to include myself in that. <laughs> category now but i am too. you know you get your shoulders messed up ron's had his rebuilt a couple times you start wearing body armor right now you have to collapse down on that body armor you're impinging nerves you're cutting off blood flow so ron starts finding hey i'm i'm using a weapon that i have to depend on for my life and when fast. i use it i start to i start to get tingling fingers so that was the origin we're trying to solve that problem and what so we ron's, discovered is ron's got a uh, i'm sorry to catch yeah, up yeah, right He's got a uh, sub two thousand right now with the the M lock, and he's got a quick attach system. Yeah, so this is the this is, that's not us. This is this awesome. This is connect. I don't okay. know if you guys have seen this. Thing. I have it. Yeah, I have it. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty neat. You just, just push it in, and uh, and it just it's pops. Good now right it, M lock system. It's a little it's a little loose, so that looseness isn't the grip. That's the M lock to the the rail. But okay, you guys get the comp. The, yeah, yeah. It gives you yeah. the comp. It shows you how it works. Yeah. Can you guys see this at home? Over there, at home, wherever you're at. <laughs> So this is the only only thing we had here in the booth to give an example of how to mount that. So you see how it just fits right in the palm. And then it puts your it puts your hand and arm on the same plane as it is like when you shoot when you shoot a pistol like we were saying. We recommend at a minimum, especially for very tall, long arm guys, at least three inches behind the muzzle. We like we like palm shaved, <laughs> I'm not in shaved that dates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that hashtag shaved date. If you got anything for hobbits. <laughs> but just bring it in closer. But what we what we recommend is a slight bend in the elbow because it allows you to open up your shoulders and present that square that square body position to the target. Right. We've heard a lot of things like, oh, it's going to pull me off center and everything like that. And what we you know what we found is experienced shooters, thirty rounds, one mag, you got the concept. Two mags, you're it's not coming off your gun. Yeah. And when I first met you guys and I shot it for the first time, I was kind of like. You know, what am I doing? What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? Yep. But like you said, after I put a couple of mags through it, man, I mean, it just it, it caught on, it clicked, and you know, yeah, yeah. So we we've now adopted you catch on quick through yeah through and through our training through you know the company we we have now started our Riker training. I've been doing training forever. Now we're just putting it under the Riker umbrella, and we started last week with our first official Riker basic Riker grip basic carbine course, and in the course uh, so that seven hour day. 500 rounds, 500, 550 rounds were fired. By the end of the day, it was watching the guys who hadn't shot it yet. I had uh, eight students. End of the day, they were like, it was, it was so organic to them that like when they were even all their life, huh? when they were resting, they were sitting there like in the low ready. Hand was just naturally, it was just, just sitting right, right into there. it. And that's one nice. of the things that we've heard a lot from a lot of the law enforcement guys, the SRT guys that are running this. When they put it up, the one thing that they said is, "Man, we'll sit on a door." For two hours waiting yeah. for the warrant and they said this right here standing here like this like man i could stand here all day like this this is just i just want yeah. it because it's comfortable <laughs> right so um you know we found hey we even have gotta give a shout out to our girl alpha addy nine-year-old in texas competitive shooter she's our first sponsored shooter alpha annie alpha addy addy okay. yes nice. alpha addy check her out she's she's awesome her and her little sister tristan they train hardcore dry fire when it's snowing they're in the house doing reloads and everything took 60 seconds off her time 
Wow. All she did was Man, add. All she did was add the grip because her because the the AR twenty two platform was just, just really big uh -huh. for her, and this just opened it up. For that's, her. And that's, how old is she? That's nine. half a match. And for a nine year old, that's not. No, it, fits her hand it actually good. it actually fits her hand a lot better. You can see she and, you know and her, her her parents they help her out. You know obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Grammatically, but um, yeah, man. So but it, it, you know we've we've got uh, we've got a whole bunch of SRT guys that are liking it a lot. Uh, we've we've got a few guys that have hit us up and said uh, waiting on clearance, but uh, the, the grip helped us helped us get 200 million of heroin off the street last night. Um, nice. Very cool. So we're like, I, don't, I don't think it was quite 200 million. I thought it was 200 million. million. Two, two, million. Two, two kilos. Two kilos. Two. Kilos. two, kilos. two, yeah, two. Was. There was a two. I like the 200 yeah. million better. <laughs> Enough to get you real yeah. high. Yeah. And then yeah. you know we've got we've currently got it with it, it, it's in all like the the top tier special operations. Yeah. They're running their demos through it and they're they're testing it out right so now. So are you are you doing different size we, on this for people who have like big old biscuit shovels? So yeah. we. Uh, I would say so. We yeah, you know, we have a whole product line. This is going to expand out. It's really it's a new category, right? You got your vertical foregrips, you got your angle foregrips, now you got your Riker grips. So yeah. just like you have Side a bunch of vertical grips. foregrips, we're going to have a bunch of different Riker grips. Yeah, uh, you know. Okay. In the future, yeah, we want to we want to go to a backplate system, kind of like you get uh you know the, the Glock uses, so you can expand out or shrink down to fit your hand. I would just like to point out at some point, vertical grips were super weird. Yeah. Nobody wanted one of those. And then I'd right. like to point out that angle four grips were even more weird when they came out. <laughs> Nobody wanted one of those. But look at the industry now. Yep. You know, so real, you see something like this, you're like, oh, that's weird. Were, well, yeah. I tell you what, every other grip has always been weird. Yeah. So. Anything new, you know, people don't like yeah. change. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that, and we knew we were going to get, well, we didn't know we were going to get as much prison rape and hate when we <laughs> launched, but we knew we were going to get some pushback. And that's why we, we went the extra step is, is so many times we've all bought accessories because like, Oh, mm -hmm. it's new. Yeah. But we tried to back ours up. We, we've got a team of doctors that helped us develop this. We've got a, a test that was verified by some PhD statisticians mm -hmm. that helped us measure speed and accuracy are improved with the grip. And it's a 96-round course of fire. Um, 20 people that ran through that, various backgrounds, special operations, cops, three gunners, and absolute beginners, 12% increase in speed at 20 random uh, people that went through this test. All while uh, maintaining health. Uh, bone structure health and yeah. uh, ligament health and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. More, more natural position. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, the the end state is to get did you we, no, no, go ahead. integrated electronics. So the other thing that we get uh, all the time yeah. is like, oh, what about my leg? What about this? So the easy fix right now, we've got a couple on our Instagram. There's a couple pictures, Light switches and things. Yeah. So there's a couple options. Like right now, we're doing is is guys we're velcroing on top, velcroing your pressure pads right here. Uh -huh. So you have you can just go back and forth. Well, so this thing's kind of hollow, isn't it? It it's is really yep. lightweight. So yeah. you got you got real estate in there to like cut holes. Yep. And oh yeah, yep. there's there's room stuff. Yeah. So we're yeah. gonna have integrated electronics, and you'll have your buttons up here, light laser, and then eventually Bluetooth push to talk. Nice. Comms. Yeah. Dude. Nice. Yeah. One of the things that's awesome about this is, uh, you know, because it is so different. It's like as soon as you kind of break that mental barrier for people, they start mm -hmm. thinking about stuff, right? Like, what else can I do with it? So I mean, we've got uh, you know some fans who. Really, like if you go on YouTube videos, we'll have videos of them modifying this. We had an awesome one of a guy that you know added a rail system right here above the mount, so he oh, can put his light cool. on there. It's yeah. it's actually really cool, and uh, and that's just you know our customers coming up with their own innovative things because we've broken that mental barrier, yeah. you know, to get people thinking about. Tell it you, in man, that's the way, best thing so. to do. Just throw it out there and then let people start yeah, no, it's, messing with it. Speaking of what's the what's the website? Where can uh, they go look at this? RikerUSA.com. RikerUSA. R-Y-K-E-R. R-Y-K-E-R-U-S-A. Yeah. 
Facebook.com. Do you have Check videos up there, people running and stuff? Or yeah, yeah. There's okay. uh, there's videos on the website. You can find a lot of videos on YouTube. Uh, there's a ton of content on our Facebook Good. and Instagram. And Instagram, yeah. You okay. know, the other thing, too, is that this isn't just, it's not just for, like, the PCC. It's not just for ARs. You know, when, when, I, when we were originally doing this, I, I made it for a pain management device to help me shoot my, my SBR. Mm-hmm. And then we started realizing, like, holy crap, we can put this on a shotgun. We can put it on a scar. We can put it on an AK. Yeah. We had one of the special options Dude, just ran do, it in a saw You can do for iPhones for that. For oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. coming. Gear shifts, pull-up handles, yeah. coffee cups. Pull-up handles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we get we get requests for integrated integrated lights all the time. Yeah. Just, you know, I put, bet, just put yeah. my flashlight right in this and, thing. So. And then we should have. You well, could do a, a ring around it, and then you could have, you know, some tenderizer. In our development process, one of the things we did is we uh, – Sent it with the squad of seals through uh, their workup cycle, and when that was one of the things on the feedback because they were using it as a Pop off using quick, it in the door jam right uh, uh, as a brace. Close, and they said, "Hey, quarters. you know, it would be great if I had like hand a little brass knuckle thing that popped out over it, so I could do that and still hold on to the grip and still use." Yeah, the that's point. why they so, wanted it because uh-huh. you, uh-huh. you, can, <laughs> you can barricade shoot with this, and it's nice. You just get up on target and push into it and pivot. It gives you a really good pivot point moving around. Uh, Prone, prone shooting positions, belly to the earth, magwell on the ground, elbows down, just pulling it back in. Whether it's AR, whether it's we got a lot of hunters that are actually using this in their deer blinds and their in their in their tree stands because what they said is with this position it opens it squares them up and it allows them to rotate a lot more where they're not as restricted, you know, sure on something on their backside. Yeah, yeah. Um, like but, yeah, yeah. So uh, like I was saying, is, is we actually have one of spe- the special ops um, units just went through a saw package and they put the grips on there and it's like the, the benefits are noticed instantly with higher caliber rifles and full full auto flat and stable it's just flat and stable but the, the other the other thing is it's like well people are like yeah my muzzle break i can do this i can hold it flat and stable when you go through three mags you dump that third mag you go to that fourth mag even with the glove that it's hot. Oh, you're, yeah. you're looking for cooler real estate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this 100% removes you from the heat. Yeah. So yeah, I can see that. So there's there's another benefit right there. Yeah. Uh, but cool product, it, guess. Even if you are man enough to hold on to the heat, it's still in the back of your mind. It's affecting your shooting. Y- yeah. 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 Innovation into our industry. I love it, you guys. Progression um, of tradition. The I thing like we love here on the show, our leadheads love companies like you that are coming out thinking outside the box. Sure. And uh, this is awesome, man. You Appreciate know, Mag- you guys Magpul laughed all the way to the bank with their vertical grips and stuff. I hope that happens to you <laughs> I, all, too. I have. I do, man. So, him and uh, Marty and were the first ones, really, I think, ever to interview me. Uh, yeah, it was at NRA one or two, yeah. in uh, Houston. Yeah, long time ago. Houston. That was a good time, man. We shall call I think this we were all just kind of just beware of the breaking crap. into it at the time. And yeah, it's just kind of all taken off now. Evolved. So we're headsets. We live? Yeah. All right. You guys look more like rock stars than anything else. Right? <laughs> That's a look I've been going for. What band are you guys in? You're so. working it, man. You're working it yeah. good. Working it real good. We're with uh, Poppin' Hodgies. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from, but it sounded good. It's like, like a it. cereal. I like it. We totally need to start a band just so we can call it that. Right? Like Poppin' Hodgies? Heck yeah, dude. We, like we just actually, uh, we were at Sheep Show last week, right? Uh, the Huntress and I, and uh, doing stuff with Rocky Mount Precision and Cryptech Outdoor and some of our friends at Prime Revolution Hunting Show. And uh, they have these banquets, right? Like, I don't know where the money comes from, but it, it, For the there's some 
the real high rollers that people. roller there, right? Yeah. So they have this society called the Marco Polo Society. If you're not familiar with this society, like no, I'm these not. are these are isn't uh, it ten grand to join just, for the like, year? Just a year, ten thousand a year to be a member, like in the society of the Marco Polo. Is this yeah, like the, the pool club where you no, get? No, these in? are like big right. ass, big Polo. ass, big ass sheep that in the hunts go for. 70, 80. You know, they're, they're One of them went for like 360. Well, that was for a, that, that hunt, 360,000 somebody paid to 360,000 for an Arizona, Arizona bighorn, right? So we were a group of us, you know, so the, the low rent hunters. <laughs> yeah, so we're like, holy cow, like, how do they come up with, like, how do they do this? Of course, people making their money, whatever, but yeah, they, people make they, some money. They're, they're committed. Doing so we're like, we need a low rent version of the Margo Post. <laughs> so like, people like the, the everyday hunter can afford, right? So, Several beers consumed, a lot of jokes told, and uh, we came up with a society of the Odd Ad Society. Because the Odd Ad you can get for like $5,000. <laughs> like you can actually hunt Odd Ad. Odd Ad. So it's a society <laughs> of the Odd Ad Society. We came up nice. with this logo with a broken horn and a cross-eyed Odd That is ad. awesome. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so it's, it's going to bro- be a thing. The Broke Broke Society. Right. Yeah. And it's going to turn into, uh, so it's, we do life memberships. They're $15. And uh, <laughs> you can make payments. So, this, <laughs> so I can join. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so I think glad it's seven fifty for a year. Annual. That's yeah. cool. Anyway, so. so that gets you the opportunity to go on some uh, cool Actually, any kind a, of hunt, right? You, no, you really just get, just a, get a hat. You just get a hat. There's no <laughs> yeah. hunts involved. Like, it actually doesn't do anything. There's no meetings. It's pretty funny. You, you get a hat and a patch. I like that. <laughs> just a great excuse you for You get to hang out with all us weirdos. Right. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest because we haven't done that yet. Oh. We just, just, just broke into it. We are at the 2018 SHOT Show, and uh, we are recording from the Caltech booth, the official lead quarters of Talking Lead, ladies and gentlemen. And we have the Hunters and we have the Kraken on. Yes, sir. How's it going? And for those who don't remember the Kraken, that's Jim Irwin, ladies and gentlemen. And the Hunters Divine is my lovely wife, Annalise Irwin. There you go. And you guys, uh, speaking of the the sheep hunts, you just took down a very nice... An odd ad. uh, Big big horned odd ad. Yeah. So we actually had a very lengthy and fairly successful hunting season. We started, I think, in August, September time frame. Uh, Started... uh, Linked up with Dustin Crandall from Rocky Mountain Precision and building some phenomenal hunting rifles, bolt action rifles, uh, custom builds for, oh, yeah? for a pretty good, you know, reasonable price for what you get. And uh, he said, hey, let's go do a hunt together. So we figured it all out. And long story short, we ended up going down to Texas and chasing a Uriel sheep. And it's a, it's a pretty impressive, impressive animal. The big, I can't afford the big horns and all the other stuff, but we were able to get right. a a couple of these fellas on a, on a ranch down there for a pretty reasonable price. It's a good hunt in Texas, fun. man. Yeah. A good variety yeah, there. Is there. And, and who, takes, who takes all the pictures you post? Because those photos are awesome. It's mostly like, me doing my selfies. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> self-talk. If it's Jim and I, it's, if they're Jim, I take them. If they're right. me, he One or the other. Them. Wow. Yeah. But Annalise does also have a very uh, good eye for like, when we're doing our, uh, our editing of the photos. Yeah, so okay. able to you know, really bring out the pictures. Yeah, so that the, makes sense because they look awesome. We use Silverline Films, too. Josiah Ness and his gang up in Idaho we use him quite a bit when we can uh, he's on with uh, Prime Revolution now doing their their whole television show so cool. he'll be going with us to South Africa this yeah, year we do have a South Africa now you've been on that show nice. several times right yeah a couple times so we actually yeah. uh, the hunter was on my last one with me that we did the cameo we actually did a a uh, predator hunt for coyotes and had a really good time with that and the, the, the beauty of that whole thing was we weren't finding anything. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the hell is going where's on? Where's all the animals? Yeah, where's all these freaking coyotes, right? And it was like this terrified, I was like terrified. Like I've had this ongoing multi-year grudge with coyotes. And 
you guys, you know, with my background, you know, former military uh, special operations sniper and all this stuff, like, yeah, yeah. the Kraken don't miss. <laughs> the, <you> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> well, if there's nothing to shoot, you miss, right? Well, well I've literally coyotes, had, you get, he gets amped with a coyote. And then he has to get all perfect. I'm like, it's a coyote. It's running. You yeah, need right. to just start just blasting. shoot it. I just, I just yeah. literally need to. Now, are you doing the calls and everything? Yeah. We are. What kind of calls are you using? Uh, so we did on the, the show, we did the, uh, it looked like a bullet. Wasn't it? Uh-huh. Was it? Convergent? Yeah, Convergent Calls yeah. we Convergent did on that calls. one. Convergent Calls, okay. Yeah, we did, uh, we used that one on that one for Christmas. I got my own, and I think it's yeah, a, Fox Pro. a Fox Merry Pro. Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah so that was pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, so I've missed several coyotes just literally stand like 80 yards, man. So you just like to be flying over their backs? I don't know. You don't know I where just, you miss. You just miss. I think my eyes rolled back. I got. I was in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I freaking. Are you miss. doing? You doing night hunts on these? Obviously. Uh, haven't no, yet. No. Um, yet. They're doing some thermal. It's amazing how many are out in Nevada midday. I mean, because yeah. cows yeah. are usually. Oh, this is in Nevada, not yeah. Texas. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're in Nevada. Nevada. Oh. Gotcha. You know, the cows are I was thinking I'm still in Texas. So. Midday, a lot of the time, and those coyotes yeah. come in right when looking those calves for baby drop. calves and stuff. And so. But uh, back to the sheep. Yeah, we did. Uh, the, the Uriel sheep. I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's like a bighorn sheep, but it's it's a uh, exotic. So they got brought mm. in from Europe and uh, middle not Middle East, but like Africa. yeah. I heard they brought them in and they just kind of just o- took over and yeah. With the Odad, it's kind of a cool story. Uh, being a military, you know, veteran, the they actually got introduced to the to Texas by old World War One veterans. Excuse me, World War Two veterans. Uh, some old probably some old Texans that were over there in the war saw these things and said that'd be fun to hunt brought them got over. out yeah got back mm-hmm. from the war brought some over high nice. fenced them and they uh, they managed to get out and there's about 25,000 of them now between Texas Arizona Texas, and California no, right Texas New Mexico California. they truly were the That's greatest she, generation <laughs> yeah <laughs> in every way yeah, they, I mean, they just you find out so more awesome more. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it really uh, it made it a lot of fun to hunt them too because they are tough they're challenging they can take a hit and and uh, and they just climb on the steepest, roughest terrain. And so they can go for a quite a few days without water. Yeah, so to try to track them. Yeah, yeah. For them to come down and get water, yeah. a lot of times they're Get waiting. your money's worth. Yeah. So, yeah. so this one that you guys were on, uh, you, were, you were telling me that you were fairly elevated. I was yep. elevated. You, you had a, she, was, she shot from her knees uh, off a bipod, so she was probably... I'd say a good thirty degree angle the way she had to get on on the gun wow. to to make her yeah. shot on it and she just I mean to make a shot her. like that it's it was awkward. looking down and being on the edge <laughs> and yeah. wobbling you know, on a rock yeah, keeping her balance the butt up from the rifle and then just loaded my bipod I would say hold my belt yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was holding the I was holding the camera yeah. Yeah. And I, was like, okay, hold the camera yeah. I gave her a dope for 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 her scope and she clicked it in and hammered it when we uh, when we caped it and gutted it. You know, hot, took out the top of the heart. I mean, perfect shot. But nice. And then uh, I, mean, I was able to harvest. He took that hit like a beast. I yeah. mean, he kind of we'll show you after. Shrugged, grunted. No, you should. Yeah, I saw off. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you need to show Chad. It, it's awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah I want to see that. So you got the horns? Did you, keep, did you get yeah. the horns? Yeah. yeah. We're gonna do a half body mount? mount on him. Because, Sweet. Oops. Oh. Because throwing guns at us. Do push ups over there. Drop test down with it. They have the front chaps on their legs. Yeah. So all that hair comes on. So you kind of want to get. The front half of them, right? To yeah. put on. I don't know where we're gonna put him, but no, no. Is it good? Good meat? Good eating on these? I thought or? it was good. That was my next question. So come to find out. <laughs> so the Barbary, the Barbary sheep is actually in the goat family, and you just don't eat goat. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, in Jamaica. Don't eat the Audad. I'm like, I'll eat so it. So for what it's worth, we actually did try it. You know, and oh, yeah. uh, packed out some meat and then uh, tried it. I wasn't a big fan. So Audad are tough animals. 
Therefore, the meat yeah. is a little tough. Yeah, Season yeah. it up. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I've Maybe you want to marinate it a few days yeah. before? I That evening, I pulled the back straps off, made medallions, put them in, yeah. cooked them. I H- thought they were pretty good. Hit us with the uh, websites, all the stuff, everybody, yeah. all, cr- all things Kraken and whatever so, you guys uh, are up to. The Huntress and Kraken. the Kraken. Yeah, the Huntress and the Kraken. So we... Uh, you know, work for ourselves. We know with the brand ambassador mm-hmm. stuff in the hunting and shooting community. I also teach uh, pistol, carbine, and long-range shooting. Mostly it's introductory level, understanding the fundamentals and how to apply those so that you can be smoother and efficient. I didn't it. know you were instructed. Awesome. Yeah, yes. Picked, I got hit up a lot last year to, to asking me to start teaching mm-hmm. again. So Are you traveling or you got a Yeah, a if we can get a big enough facility? group together. Uh, we teach a lot out of Oregon. We teach, you know, obviously where we live there in the uh, Reno, Lake Tahoe area. You've done uh, some in Houston. Did some uh, some teaching in Houston there with some go, constables guys. down there. To get some uh, training from yeah. Delta Force. So, so what kind of what kind of like the classes? What uh, like are different levels? Or yeah, we can do different levels. Every class I, I teach starts with the, with dry fire and fundamentals, right? So getting in there and understanding what right looks like, what right feels like, uh-huh. and understanding at the core of you know physically, mentally, and fundamentally capable of sure. carrying a gun every day. So what I, I approach it as everyday ready. You know, pistol craft is right. if you're carrying nice. concealed, man, like. You need to mentally be switched on. You need to be physically capable of getting into and out of this gunfight because when the rev limiter hits at about 180 yeah. beats a minute and your eyes are big as pie plates. like super. This is super important because uh, if you look up any tactical training uh, on YouTube all across the country, guys are training in, in kit. Yeah. Training, I don't carry a kit no, around I'm, every, every day. day I'm yeah. a, I, I got a T-shirt and a pistol, man. Train right. and how yeah. you carry. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That. But there is a time and place for that. And, and the beauty of it is... There's guys that provide it. I provide it. I lean towards the everyday ready side, and I don't kid up a lot. But if you want to do that, hey, awesome, dude. We can do yeah. it. But, like, realize there there's a fundamental base that must be established before you can start blazing, of you course. know. And if, otherwise, you're just making a lot of expensive noise. And, yeah. and I have no disrespect <laughs> for those A lot of liability, yeah. too, on your, on your part. But, uh, you know, it, it behooves you. Not uh, you, but the person take, shooting. And yeah. it really helps, you know, with the ladies, too, because we're not going to go the kit ladies, it up. The ladies. So this class is great sure. because... We're going to be in our jeans, you know, yep. nice shirt, whatever. We're not going to have all this kit on when something goes down. Right. Yeah. I mean, we rarely wear it anyway. So So where, where right. are they going to find the classes? How much it costs? So, where they so uh, our daily rate or a daily class, say a one-day class, is 250 bucks. So it's, it's pretty pretty reasonable. Yeah. My website is krakenultimus.com, U-L-T-I-M-U-S. And we put up there, like, the dates, what the, the what course description the course is. Yeah. And then and it's usually just... Classes. Reach okay. out. Yeah, we also do private. I'm finding uh, in my local area that uh, there's uh, women and some men that before they want to get into a group class, they want to. Sure. They don't want to, yeah. quote unquote, show their ass. So they want a little yeah. education on their own. So Very I do a important. private two-hour classes that charge seventy-five bucks an hour. And a lot of people are bringing and their, you know, teenage kids. Yeah, I've yeah. literally done family classes, husband, wife, and two Dude. daughters, son and child. That's so awesome. They can learn to build the, the, base co- level. the confidence and the building blocks mm-hmm. of it all. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I had a, a twelve and thirteen-year-old girl. That really hadn't really shot before. They had little Wather 22s, cool little pistols. And by the end of that two hours, I had them at about 85 yards hitting steel. Nice. And they were just like, we can actually do this. You know? Yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. That's just, great. All you got to do is boil it down to the fundamentals. And uh, I'm a, a firm believer in understanding, like, what's around you. So the fundamental aspects of it and then the mental you yeah. know, uh, is being situation where nobody wants to take a life, but you better be ready you know, right. when that time comes because you don't want to be in second place. So You, know, you bring you up another good point there is uh, if you decide that you want to get your carry permit and you want to carry, this is the best way to see if you can actually go through and you're the right yeah. 
personality to carry. Mm -hmm. Take a training course, and if you can't, you know, bring yourself to it's full just that much shoot. closer to the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. At the end of my one-day classes and some of my two-day classes, we do a, a blind scenario. So like, it's literally, I'm going to throw you in the fray, and you got nice. You're going to go through a door, and you don't know what's on the other he's side. He's looking at me yeah. right now, like, like he wants to do this to me. Yeah. It's really an eye opener, for, you know, to put some some newer shooters or guys that have it's it's always been range mentality you know mm -hmm. you live in a 360 world and yeah. i'll actually set you up for failure you yep. know flat it's, range it's, it's, it, nice. i set you up for failure but it's your job to think through what you're doing you sure. know like so the mental aspect of it the too. problem solving yeah. part. so yeah. when you go through that door it's like you're gonna apply everything we just learned and you need to think about what you're doing and what you're awesome. shooting and, and that's uh, the kraken ultimus kraken ultimus.com so kraken you got k-r-k-r-a-k there's no c in there uh k-r-a-k-e-n Ultimus.com. U L T I M U S. Sure, I spelled it right. And yeah, uh, did. I'll and then he it. also has on there, along with the pistol carbine, he does long range. Yeah, okay. long range intro to long range. So For understanding. All us fun hunters out there. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. fun because yeah. it's uh, it's getting to know your. You can bring any gun you got. You want? Know, I got demo guns from on the higher side. You know, from uh, Rocky Mount Precision. But it's uh, understanding what your capabilities are as a as a hunter, sure. getting confidence in your rifle, getting that data on your gun. So if you bring right. an old thirty thirty, hey, cool. Let's let's see what that gun does. Yeah. So you know when you go out on that hunt, like what you, it can do, yeah. what your limitations are. Yeah, so exactly. You get a clean kill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's Ethical really side of hunting. Yeah, like, sure. There's been a few girls that I've run across, and their first time really working with that rifle is out on that hunt. And I'm like, do you know what your rifle is capable of? Or do you know that you're able They're like, oh, yeah, my rifle will do this, this, and this. I'm like, have you done it? Right, right. And, and they're then, like, well, yeah, no. But yeah. my it's boyfriend like not said. Your rifle could do it, but can you yeah, do it? Exactly. Yeah, she's like, yeah, well, yeah. my boyfriend said it would be only fine. As good as and a I'm shooter. like, no, yeah. no, no. And then I'm like, do you know how long I've been putting in that tag and haven't got it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better kill. Yeah, yeah, and right. ethically. So. Yeah. And that's another thing for the animal's sake, too. Absolutely. You need to know what you're doing because you don't want to, you know, and that's just like wound my, one. And that's my you know, big unethical thing. Hunt. Like, yeah, Marty just jumped on board. Shot. We've been talking about that for five minutes now. Let's yeah, go. literally is. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So being able to make that, you know, <laughs> clean ethical shot and knowing yeah. the capabilities of yourself and your gun. So if you know you can bang a shot at 500 yards, like, that's a no-brainer, man. I got this. Or, yeah. damn it, I need to see, keep crawling and get a little closer. Because you know, yeah. I know, like, my data, I'm confident in a 200-yard shot instead. And yeah. we always want to get closer. That's kind Sometimes of the fun, that's kind of the fun part, yeah. though, you know? Yeah, you just being able to spot yeah, and stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, but sometimes if you're in that blind and they're, you know, so you know, back east. Oh, yeah. hunts, yeah. And there's one that's just 500 yards out. To a lot of people, 500 yards is yeah. far. You remember yeah. that time I almost got killed by wild boars in California? <laughs> that was yeah. funny. <laughs> it was the three of us on a mountainside. They were skirting away from us. What were they, like 15, 20 yards uh, in front of us all day? on the side of the bush. Dude. Holy crap. Is this and on I, video? I, I wish. I'm, I'm looking at Jim like, I want to kill these things so bad. So I start creeping down, getting low. I was just going to go down and get prone. I look at him. He's like, he's like no, 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 no. He's calling you off. He's <laughs> waving <laughs> you off. Yeah, so afterwards you get down. like, dude, you can't get on the ground like that. They can't, You shot one and they all came running this way. You're getting freaking yeah, gutted. Right up. Yeah, yeah, so get a big tusk. And then I had to tell him to get the knife out of his teeth. He was going in like <laughs> he was combat calling in. Trying to headbound. Got around. the dark under his eyes. <laughs> no, we didn't get anything, but man, that was fun. We had a great time. Fun. We did. Yeah, yeah. We did. That's cool. And you guys video a lot of your stuff too. We so do. You got it on YouTube. and Yeah, so we, uh, we've we been really been getting asked to get more on like YouTube. So. Uh, we have a couple, like probably 135 followers right now. Nothing crazy, maybe 20, 30 videos on there. But we're gonna put a, a pretty heavy push in 2018 to create more 
been yeah. getting asked a lot to to Get more content create yeah more content so we've actually cool. got a, a newer camera a new camera that will do that nice. without making some weird clicking noise as it tries to <laughs> <laughs> you know like I said we're talking about the odd ad hunt low rent right so yeah, yeah. what do you mean this camera won't work like <laughs> with the with the paper around it <laughs> <laughs> makes a little yeah. bling yeah. when you open it and the uh, shutter <laughs> so yeah we're gonna create a lot more on that uh, you know I mean. I'm excited to see it, man. Yeah, so Talking Lead's probably going to be one of our biggest financial backers on this. (laughs) Right, right, because Keltec is going to be backing us. uh, (laughs) Chad's like, no. Pay it it forward, man. We're we're doing everything we can to, A, not have to go find a job and 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 do what we love, but also share it. Some collaborations, because, you know, like I was telling you, you we're we're in uh, works on a new TV show, too, a little hunting competition show. That'd be uh, awesome. I'll show it to you off here. Right on. A little video. Yeah. So we, uh, it's a way of giving back, in my opinion. So how can I, you know, with my special operations back, or train, mentor, and inspire the next generation of not us, like soldiers, but also hunters. And, sure. Uh, and use what and I've learned people. from the best in the world and give back. Like, my yeah. day's done, man. I'm, I'm 47 this year, but as far as being a, man, you know, that. Man, is this that, like the, for, the, the, the pro, age of 47-year-old? Yes. Right? I'm, I'm 47 this a, year. He's 47 this year. It's, I don't It's a count. prime. prime. You don't count. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prime year. It's You're vintage. 27. <laughs> so right? We, we are pushing the vintage. <laughs> yeah. But also bring some some uh, some humor, some candor to the seriousness of it, right? So, uh, you know, we've yeah. we lived in it a de- dangerous, that. deadly world, and I've done some seriously, you know, crazy shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. You know what? If it ain't trying to blow me up or kill me today, why why, why not have a good time with it and uh, and make it a fun and learning experience oh, yeah. as well, man? That's awesome. So. That's awesome. And I like that bringing the bringing some comedy into hunting, yeah. man. I mean, it is missing, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's usually all the stuff that's off camera while you're in a hunt. That's the funny stuff. And yeah, if you can throw exactly. that on camera, that's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and what I, I find too is is man, the the world we live in and and the guys that are actually putting you know foot to ass on a daily. I mean, that is deadly serious business, but it almost it changes their character. And uh, what I saw when I was in is. Once you got to those levels of professionalism, like it, it, you changed. You evolved into this like deadly serious dude, and I'm like, don't let that change who you are. Like, it's a badass job, and you yeah. and, and you're doing awesome stuff, but don't let it change who you are. Your right. core, and if you're a character, you're a character, man. But you've yeah. done a deadly yeah, yeah. serious job. Like it's okay to you know, let's take a step back and Unwind. crack a joke here yeah. and there, right? So yeah, when it's time I to think, go to work, go to work. I just think I take it to the don't excess. Take it with you. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm always crying, trying to create you a joke, a even in a shitty yeah. situation. I'm trying to create a joke. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he is not shooting it. at me, is he? <laughs> you did not just you shoot give him at me. the neck bone. He did not just shoot at me. The Kraken and the Huntress. Make sure you guys check them out again one more time. Give them the the links. Okay, so Jim, the Kraken one on Instagram, and then Kraken Ultimus for the website. For the website. And then for me, I'm just Huntress Divine on Instagram and then, you know, website. Yeah. So I'm trying to create the whole uh, social media side is Jim the Kraken one. And our YouTube channel is Jim the Kraken Irwin right now until we can get that on board. I have to. F- and okay, for our I'm new not so tacky savvy. I got to yeah, figure out how to transfer it all to the other YouTube channel. And I haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> for all you new lead heads that are just tuning in and hearing Jim for the first time, go back uh, through our archives. Jim's been on the show several times before. Great interviews there. Uh, I mean, my God. always the life of the party. He's been he's two of the been coolest part of people ever. Our Biggest fifth year ever. anniversary, and you know, Jim was uh, with us in the beginning. So, right on. hey man, I always it's good to see you love, again, man. brother. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, appreciate of course. It. Yeah, hey, I'd like to thank all my sponsors, Blue <laughs> Pole Optics, Proof Research, Mama, uh, love you, yeah. Rocky Mountain Precision, yeah. uh, Cryptic Outdoor. So, oh, I won't keep carrying on, but uh, you guys, Give check, check us out. Give yeah, plug them. Absolutely, plug them. That's what we're here for, man. 
Rockwell, Rockwell Watches, Wiley X. We'll be at the Wiley X booth from uh, 2 to 4 today during their happy hour. If you are at the SHOT Show, come see us. They I got this big-ass poster of me, and uh, it's funny. Send, send <laughs> some of them up here. We'll interview them. Right on. Yeah. So, uh, again, man, there's a... Uh, uh, the official optics of Talking Lead, by the way, yeah. right on. Right on optics. Right on. So we uh, can't thank them enough. We couldn't be doing what we're doing without the sponsorships, and uh, we, we're hugely appreciative to be a part of their programs. Absolutely, so. man. All uh, right, guys. Gen Tech is another one. Oh, yeah. One day Caltech. But we are sponsored by <laughs> Chadinos and Talking Lead now. Chadinos. And now Talking Lead. Yeah. <laughs> Again, guys, truly appreciate it, man. And Lead uh, Hit Brigade. Always, always a pleasure to catch up with y'all. Appreciate it, buddy. More coming from the official Lead quarters at the Caltech booth for the 2018 SHOT Show, so tune in. I forgot to let Hunter's Divine finish. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. What didn't mean to I cut saying? you off. I, I didn't know if I cut you off. You <laughs> always do, so I forget what I say. <laughs> yeah, you, you, got, you also get dibs on the microphone now. Were you going to uh, give a shout out to one of the sponsors? No, I mean, he no? covered everybody. She is part of the she is part of the Cryptech Ladies Legion, and we'll be down there at the Cryptech true. booth this afternoon. Nice. Signing, signing babies. Signing some autographs. So. Yeah. yeah, go meet a legend. <laughs> go on down there. Thanks, guys. Perfect. So. All right, guys, so we are back with our guests, Chad Enos with Keltec and Chuck LaRue of LaRue Carbon, not to be confused with LaRue Tactical, like I said earlier. Uh, LaRue Carbon, and uh, we're going to – and I failed to give you guys this in the, in the first part of the show, but I want to give you some contact information so you can make your voices heard. So you need to get in touch with uh, your elected officials – and let them know your stance on this. Uh, all the the gun grabbing regis- uh, registration legislation that's being proposed uh, right now. So on the uh, a federal, uh, you you can go to usa.gov forward elected officials, uh, and then there's going to be a whole list there. So depending on what state you're in, you click on your state, and they give you phone numbers, email addresses. Uh, for everyone there. So you go to there uh, and get this list. For the president, you want to get in touch with Trump, uh, there's a form that you can fill out, uh, or you can call the White House direct at 202-456-1414. They have a comments line at 202-456-1111. To get your senators, you call 202 224 3121. I think your representatives, I think you can use that same number there. Uh, Your state officials, your governors, your state legislators, your local officials, mayors, county executives. Uh, You go to this website and there's there's contact information uh, depending on where you are for for all these people. To get in touch with uh, organizations like the NRA that are out there protecting your rights. Uh, speaking uh, for the majority of us gun owners out there, uh, the NRA, you can call them at 800-672-3888. There's, what, 5 million members of the NRA, so they are the largest gun advocate group that's out there right now. Uh, You can contact them on the web. You go to contact.nra.org forward slash contact dash us dot aspx. Uh, and then they also have another division. It's the NRA ILA, which is their legislative um, branch. It's the Institute for Legislative Action is what that stands for. And that's uh, 
like Chuck was saying earlier, I'm old school, www.nraila.org forward slash contact dash NRA dash US uh, forward slash. And um, you can call 800-392-8683. That's for the NRA ILA. And then you can go to their website, go to that website, and they've got a form already pre-done where you just fill it out, put your name, uh, your state, your phone number, all that. Uh, it's called Take Action Link. So you click on that link. It'll take you to that uh, that letter that's already ready to go. You just sign it, put your info in there, and it'll send it to your, your state legislators. They make it real easy for you there. Uh, and then, of course, NSSF, the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Uh, it's uh, nssf.org, 203-426-1320. They also have an online form there that's ready to go, so you can go there. Uh, go to go to all these sites and fill out all these forms. The more, the better. The more that you're putting the buzz in your elected officials' ears, you know. You know what's the old saying: the squeaky wheel gets old. Yeah, and that's squeaky what all these gets decreasing. And these liberals understand that, and that's why they are so loud and so boisterous and so obnoxious. And I don't think that's why, but. Um... They are. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they are louder and more boisterous than a lot of, of us. And that's the thing. Like to hear is a lot of us yeah, gun owners cool. are sitting back on our laurels not taking action. We're just saying Trump's in office. It's going to handle itself. I don't need to do anything. If they come that's get my big, gun. big mistake. Do not make right, that mistake. I'll shoot them if they come get my guns. Well, no, you're not. You're going to get taken down and you're going to get you know beat to a bloody pulp and probably killed. Well, Unless it's the Broward County guy. <laughs> Unless it's the Broward County, yeah. Then he's going to sit outside and wait till somebody uh, who can. Do you, have like, do you have like a truth bomb sound effect you could uh, <laughs> there? Like, That's hilarious. Uh, the gun, gun the owners. Broward County's defense, I'm sure there are deputies there that are awesome, that are Second Amendment lovers. I just want to put that out there. Their leadership's terrible. That doesn't mean all the Broward County Sheriff's Department's oh. a joke. So, But, that, but, but that's the sheriff true. and that deputy are. Um, he could definitely use some PR classes at least. Yeah. Uh, gun he needs, owners. He, he, could use, he could use some go back to New York or New Jersey classes. That's what he needs to do. Yeah. 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 Sorry, New York and New Jersey, but you guys need to get it together with your politics up there. And California. Uh, and Cal- California, yeah. yeah. Right, gun gun yeah. owners of America, the GOA, they've got uh, almost 2 million members there. Another large organization, gunowners.org. It's 703-321-8585. They've got an online form there as well um, that I was telling you about. Um, It's a take action button, and uh, it sends a letter directly to your senators. So, uh, I mean, they make it easy for you. If you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the hassle of writing a letter, writing an email, typing up an email, I don't feel like calling, then just go to these websites, click on the link, put your info, and send it. That's all you got to do. And go to every one of these. And there's a whole lot of other organizations out there. I mean, these aren't the only organizations uh, that have been organized and developed uh, for our gun rights. Um, I was reading one. Let's see. Maybe this is it. Yeah, here we go. Um, Redneck Revolt. <laughs> uh, Pink Pistols. Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. 
Uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. So you people up in uh, New York, there's uh, an organization you can get involved with. Gun Owners of New Hampshire. Um, GeorgiaCarry.org. Florida Carry. Uh, liberal Gun Club. There's a Liberal Gun Club right there. So for you leftists who don't agree with uh, everything that's going on right now and you want to uh, get with some like-minded individuals, give those guys a call. You call the NRA too because there's tons of of uh, liberals and alternate lifestyle people that are members of the NRA as well. No. We welcome everyone. We're not a good old boy exclusive redneck club. Of course, the redneck revolt might be. Actually, it says that they welcome LGBT and all other lifestyles at the redneck um, revolt. Very yeah, just, because, just because someone's a redneck doesn't mean they're not gay. <laughs> There's a lot of gay rednecks. I mean, usually it's quite the opposite. It means they are, I guess. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Are you kidding me? Uh, Erica out here, she's gay, and she's about as redneck as it gets. Nice. She's a gun owner, a gun lover. Obviously, she works here. I mean, Right. So there's all kinds of uh, different organizations that you can get involved with. If you don't agree with the NRA, you don't like the NRA, then, again, there's there's other options out there for you to get involved and um, make sure that your voice is heard. If you don't agree, well, and that goes hand-in-hand with what we're saying, man. If you don't agree with everything that the NRA does, man, let them know. Let them know your concerns. Let them know that you don't like the way that they're taking this because right now they're taking heat round after heat round after heat round. Yeah. And it's all the NRA's fault? Like, Well, I think on the elections this year, there's going to be a lot of voices heard during the, the annual meeting when the elections go through. I think we're going to see some changes. I, I would agree with that. All right, so Chuck. Yes, sir. New guy, new guy, new guy questions. All right. Chad, do you remember our new guy tr- questions? Uh, one, two of them. Okay, I'll ask you the first one. I'll get it started. So, right. what's your earliest? Not one of the two I know. Yeah, what's your earliest recollection of of firearms being introduced to firearms? Was that one you knew? <laughs> uh, man, my dad took me hunting when I was probably six or seven. I want to say. Um. That was like the first time that What'd I you ever, hunt with? like, pardon me? What did you hunt with? Uh, I think I had a 20 gauge. We lived in Illinois at the time and it was just a, a little shotgun. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know if you put shells in it, to be honest with you. But, okay. um, <laughs> do you still have that shotgun? <laughs> well, we didn't see anything anyway. So, uh, yeah. that's, that's probably my earliest recollection of, um, uh, of actually you can hear I mean, Chad, Chad shooting, shooting uh just shooting in the backyard uh on our farm and stuff like that um but then uh when i got into probably 6th grade uh my parents were actually the local 4H club leaders and we had a shooting sports club and i shot competitively in shooting sports from the time i was in sixth grade all the way till when i was in high school so um you know at the time it was Was like skeet shooting uh it was just uh it was actually more um olympic style so you got four the four positions and oh cool i mean i think we shot at and that was through 4-h yeah it was through 4-h it was awesome man like it was 
looking back on it, man, I sh- I wish I would have been more excited about it. But you know, when you're in high school and you're playing all different types of sports, and you got to wake up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday to go to the range and shoot and teach some little kids how to shoot, you don't really appreciate the kind of position you're in at that time. Sure. Um, Hindsight, but, man. Hindsight. Yeah. Looking back, like it was. I mean, it was fun. Like it was a good time. So, uh, so that's. I, I've been I've been with the uh, I won't say my entire life, but a good portion of my life has been has has yeah. been has involved. Now that uh, that shotgun, you still have that shotgun? No, no, no. no. That it's was gone. My, that's my dad. Long gone. I got. I got a, I, no, it's it's his. Uh, okay, but you still have access to it. Yeah, probably. You should yeah. you should go visit him. You know, take it out, shoot it again. Say this, this is the first gun I was ever exposed to. So yeah, yeah, take I a picture of it. Fun. Put it in one of your cases. I'll pro- when this thing airs, my my mom or my dad or hell, one of my sisters will be like, "Hey, what about this?" And I'll be like, <laughs> "Hey, the spot. Sorry, man." Like, but that's pretty much what I think yeah. I remember the most. Like, yeah. So, what was the first gun that you could call your own that you actually went out, spent your money on, and bought? Well, the first gun that I call I could call my own was a gun that my dad got me when I graduated from high school. He got me a thirty thirty, and I still have that in my in my closet, um, in my uh, safe in my closet. And it's it's a fun little gun. I don't shoot it that often just because of the sentimental value of it. The first gun that I bought was a uh a savage seven millimeter and it's a it's a good little gun like it's a it's it's not bad like it's a good little it's a good little gun for what i paid for it and um question two chad you know what question two is um if you could i don't know i don't have an order though so uh your background you were talking earlier that you've got some military background yeah uh to the extent that you're comfortable talking about it, um, tell us about that. Well, I uh, after uh, after I finished college and went to uh, kind of had a lingering feeling ever since 9/11 that I just needed to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess, like I mentioned earlier, I have a couple sisters that are uh, that are a lot younger than me, and they were in grade school when all that stuff happened. And mm-hmm. that kind of made me think more about. Like it was it expanded my horizons on like, I don't want them to have to live through something like that again. So I, uh, I went and I enlisted in the, in the army. I was a 13 Foxtrot, which is a fire sports specialist and had some fun. And, and, uh, how many years did you serve? Uh, a couple of years yep. and I got hurt and, um, ended up having, uh, a bunch of surgeries. So, yeah. Uh, Still try to get that fixed to this day. Thanks to the. Have you got any the, um, uh, any any stories you can tell us? Funny stories. What's uh, what's something the first thing comes to mind? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I was considered an old guy when I enlisted because how I mean, old were you? They had kids fresh out of the minivan. I was like twenty three, twenty four, something like that, maybe. Um, and we. Uh, we were in, God, where were we? I forget where we were. We were doing some sort of training. And um, we started, I started making like bird calls on the open <laughs> mic when we were practicing 
all of our, our call for fire stuff. And no one knew what was going on except for like my little fire team that was like around me. And every time, every time the XO got on and, and made, and made some sort of a statement, I would answer back with just these stupid bird calls. I mean, we were like delirious. <laughs> and it got to the point where like other people started doing it as well. And he lost his top. Like it was so funny until, you know, we all went to formation and, you know, it was, you know, we got took your then, discipline, but, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, um, it was, I think subconsciously I might've taken it out of that, uh, scene from band of brothers where they're jacking around with the, uh, with the, with the captain or whatever that was David Schwimmer. <laughs> yeah. From yeah, friends. Yeah. Yeah. And they are like giving him miscommunication. I subconsciously it might happen. Like I didn't really say, Hey, that happened. I'm going to do this, but yeah, I was just making stupid bird calls and it was, it okay. was, it Give was us an example of the bird call that you did. <laughs> it was, it wasn't even, let's see how good you are. Good. I was like, <laughs> like that, just like stupid stuff like that. That and would be annoying. Like yeah. It did, did not, it did not make any sense. Right, like Mookie. that was the funny part about it. Like it was just, there, it wasn't like, anything crazy like uh realistic it was just stupid just making up shit that's funny yeah that's a good one so uh chad next question you got it okay if there was money was no object uh was it laws laws or no so yeah so yeah laws be damned rules be damned yeah money be damned you could have you could have anything you could buy anything in the world that you wanted what would it be anything doesn't have to be a gun. Doesn't have to be a car. It could be anything in the world. What would Man, you want? That is, that is a good question. It doesn't even have to be tangible, does it? No, 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 no. I, it wouldn't because ra- said, rules and laws be damned. Be damned yeah. I would, um, I would buy a C forty seven. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the first time you heard that, is it? No. I do that plane. I don't know why. I love that plane, man. I think it's. What know, do you like about it? What what's I the thing know. you like it's about not, it? It's not even a fighter. It's not even like a, a fighter craft or anything. It's just a troop transport, like C forty seven from World War Two. I think they're awesome. Like I had one as my screensaver for years. How would my, you paint it? Nice. How would you paint it? Oh, I would definitely. Ooh, yeah. uh, Good question. Definitely just do the straight. Um, od green with the old school uh army air corps uh red circle with the white star in it okay so you just keep it traditional just straight traditional yeah and then i would paint freaking like uh austin powers kind of paint schemes on it yeah yeah tie-dye kind of stuff doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense and i can't I don't have a tangible That's cool. hey, why I would buy that. But the heart man, that, wants what the heart wants. That yeah. is true. <laughs> like, and that's over like any sort of like brand new widget or car or anything. Better like than that. A, a Ford F-150 that Jeremy said he <laughs> he, he wanted. Like, yeah. you know, no no limit on money, no rules, no yeah, laws. Ford F-150. He's like, man, I really been wanting one of those Ford F-150s. <laughs> like, 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 a, like a 19... 57? <laughs> like, dude, you go out and buy uh, one of those yeah. tomorrow. Uh, that's funny. All right, so next question is when it comes to pop culture, 
Whether it's a movie, a gun, a uh, a game, video game, music, magazine, what's your go-to that's firearms related? TV show it could be anything. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of when I when I have time. I have about 13 episodes of Pigman uh, locked in the old DVR, and man, the dynamic. What's Pigman? He's the uh, pig hunter down in uh, down in Texas. Okay, he, I've not um, seen that show. He's kind of a he's kind of a eccentric guy, he, but he's he's funny. But his I watch it for his dad because his dad says some crazy stuff, and he reminds me of my dad sometimes. Like it, it's just it's <laughs> okay. the dynamic is hilarious, um, and uh, I, that's probably my my go to show. Um, as I, I don't, I mean, I listen mainly. I listen to just country music, but I listen to a lot of talk radio. Like when I'm trying to multitask, like that's the easiest thing I can do is throw it on and and anything to do with sports, man. Like I'm into I am sports. All over. What's your favorite yeah. sport? Uh, um, college football would be the college uh, football. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, and then uh, I and that's even before all the. So what about Bullshit. a movie? What what what's your go to movie? What's your feel good movie that you sit down and just makes you feel is like man, I just love this movie. Wedding it could be Crashers. anything. <laughs> Which one? Wedding Crashers. It Wedding is, Crashers. Uh, yeah, it's it's the humor on it never gets old. I mean, I have a I have a text message thread with uh, some of my buddies from college, and we will randomly just pick out lines yeah. from that movie. I mean, it'll be six months without us touch, touching that thread, and we'll just be like, <laughs> throw out a line from there, and then it just it snowballs out of control from there. That's uh, that I that. Give me a line. Give me a line. Uh, <laughs> when he says, uh, it's, uh, "Yeah, that's it. Go comatose for me." When she takes her when she takes her pills, and he goes, "She goes, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me." <laughs> <laughs> She is a stripper, for God's sake. She is not. Her name is Chastity. She is white trash. Same as you. Ill, Billy. That's it. Go comatose for me, baby. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. So stupid. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> so that's the one I, with... I, I, um, I, like dumb, I like dumb comedies, man. Nah. <laughs> the one where he's going to see Will Ferrell? <laughs> Ma! The meatloaf! <laughs> What is she doing back there? I never know what she's doing. <laughs> Almost nunchucked you, man. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. The best is at the end. At the end, when he's talking to uh, what's her name in the uh, in the church, and he's like explaining explaining why he was crashing these weddings and hooking up with these girls, and he's just like, "I met Chaz, and we crashed a funeral." And then he just like totally loses track yeah. of the fact he's having this moment with her, and he turns around to. Woo- to uh, to Vince Vaughn and it's like, dude, he's cleaning up and it works. Like, <laughs> it works. Justifying it again, like the it's funeral. Just, uh, yeah. yeah, Chad, next one. Well, hang on, go back real quick. I love oh. that scene where he's like, okay, so did did you see that? And he's like, in he, he, uh, Will Ferrell sitting on the couch, you know, when when uh, Owen Wilson first comes in and the girl walks out, oh, you know, yeah. and he's like, all right, babe, see you later, you know, and he's like, what? And he's like. Clean it up, man. Just clean it up. And he leans back on the couch, and he goes, I got her at a funeral. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, what? And uh, he's like, yeah, her uh, her husband uh, went hang gliding. 
I'm hang gliding, I'm hang gliding. Oh crap, I'm dead. Idiot. I gotta go. Hey babe. Yeah. You do whatever you have to do. living the dream. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh man, I feel like, wow. It's like I come over, it's like I don't know what to expect. I gotta be honest, I come in, it's like a little like I'm trying to get my bearings, there's cartoons, your mom, and it's like you still got it. Look at her, just living the dream, I love that. You know what, I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? Yes. I knew you'd go, hey mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Just living the dream. Where'd you get that girl? She's hot. I got her yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. I rode my bike over to a cemetery nearby. Her boyfriend just died. You met her at a funeral? Yeah. Dude died in a hang gliding accident. What an idiot. What a freak. <laughs> you met her at a funeral. Yeah, I'll throw in a wedding every now and then. But funerals are insane. The chicks are so horny, it's not even fair. It's like fishing with dynamite. Horny? Yeah. Crazy horny. I just... At a funeral? Grief is nature's most powerful aphrodisiac. <laughs> Look it up. I didn't know that. That's what I've learned. Ma, the meatloaf! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's mindless humor. Her dead yeah, yeah like, it. I mean, it's funny. so good. Like it's, I don't know. I Will, Will Ferrell crushes it. Just about everything. He's he really does, man. Like that guy is is hilarious. Did so. you see the one I, where he um he's George Bush, George W. Bush? He does like a little uh, stage performance. It, uh-uh. Oh, you got to watch no. that. It's good. I've seen him do Bush. It's like, like a stand-up uh, thing, but it's it's not like a movie or it's just like a okay, it's like, like a little something you'd find on HBO or something like that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. No, he's uh, those guys are all funny, man. All those, especially you get them all together, and yeah, man, they just play off their they play off each other so well. So hit him with the next, next question. Um, hit him with the uh, tangible possession. What's your bucket list? Oh yeah, bucket list. Well, <clears throat> bucket uh, list item: firearm or gear, piece of kit. Man, I would have to. I want. I want a. Uh, I want a collection of World War II uh, era firearms. So. You know, I want an That's MG42. Cool. I want, I want you know, a Thompson, the field-rated Thompson. I want an M1 Garand. Like, I want, I want you know, a Luger. I want all of that. Like, I want like a whole complete collection of like the European theater. That's like, awesome. That was I, my, that was my, um, that was mine too. But I was more specific about it. I want my grandfather's M1 Garand and his sidearm. 
If I could have those two guns my grandfather had in World War II, dude, I would freak. Oh, my God. Like, it would be... His 1911 and his grand. So I had the the, the, uh, rare pleasure of actually in hand i was at a gun store uh, locally here a guy brought in a world war one uh mauser okay uh, wow um that his grandfather was it his grandfather no it was his father his father brought back uh from the war from world war, war trophy two he actually brought it back from world war two yeah it was it was a war and he had all the paperwork and everything so he brought it back legally um Wow. But it was in like immaculate condition. He had uh, taken it out. He had it like boxed up for like thirty years, and he was he was taken out because he actually wanted to, you know, take it out and shoot it. And the uh, he put some bullets in it, and the the spring jammed up. So he brought it in there for the the guy. That's to see why it he... looked brand new. Somebody tried it back then too, and it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work, so he put it up. Right. <laughs> well, this doesn't work. Yeah. Going back to safe. Put it back in the safe. But uh, I don't know if you guys can can see that or not on my phone yeah, yeah. but oh, i took a i took a lot of pictures of it so i'll post that up but that was just i've never never seen one never held one before never seen Wait. one in person so that was that was kind of cool and the guy yeah. was tearing up talking about it too man man they're uh heartfelt they had like especially at that time like the way that things were just produced in mass in such a short amount of time was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would definitely love if I had. Do you have any I mean, now? I, no, no, I don't. No. So you're you're uh, looking to start that collection someday, man. Someday. Okay. okay. Well, if you leadheads yeah. know of any uh, good deals on some World War II weaponry, uh, get in touch with yeah. Chuck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be amazing. Like I, uh, I love that stuff. So, Chad, you want to ask the last question? Uh, if I could remember, it, I would. You got to text me these things so Chad, I don't sound stupid on the radio. Chad, it has to do with the range. Oh yes, if you could go to the range, spend a day at the range with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? Fictional. Wow. It could be fictional. Yeah, it could be somebody even from a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god! I wish you would have texted me. Or a group of people. Or a group. Think about. No, that's the whole point of these questions. One yeah. of them. One of them will be a highly controversial figure. Highly. Um, Jay Z. <laughs> Tupac, Tupac, so Beyonce then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would um get back on the World War II kick. Uh, I would have to say I would literally want to 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 go with General Patton, who, as much as he's an American hero, that guy was an office rocker. Like it those is those pearl handled like, 1911. Yeah, like it's just insane. I would like to have him. I'd like to have, uh, man, bring back the General Washington, man. Like General Washington, there you go. And, and pick nice. his name. I mean, I got, you know, I, I'm pretty big into the Revolutionary War history. Like, you know, I got my, my soldiers there and, and got some others. But um, just the amount of pride and what they saw. I mean, for Patton to see what he saw, 
you know, obviously, you know, he was fully in favor of, you know, not stopping in Germany to go take out the, take out the Russians. And he saw the imminent threat there. And, you know, obviously that wasn't realistic that we could do that at that time. However, um, between him having that foresight for Washington to do what he did, uh, you know, took that job, never took a paycheck for it, completely volunteered his time and his services throughout the duration of the Revolutionary War. Um, man, those are like patriots right there. Like those are guys that, like, I won't say, I won't say that they are more patriotic than other people. Obviously, they're more well known than than. Sure. Than the norm. Well, patriots. I mean, obviously, their their patriotism is legendary. Yeah. Yeah, and I just strive to be on that level someday. Like, was that the last? Was that the last question? That that was the last of my line. You got one. And there's five, right? I have a. I've got a good question. You could throw add to this Let's or supplement it. it. Like you know, pull one out. If you could go back in time to any conflict, and you could take one person with you and any piece of gear, what would it be? What conflict, what piece of gear, and what person would you take with you? Like I'd that. go back to Yorktown, take Chris Kyle, and <laughs> take... That's why, that's why I love that question, because yeah, that, awesome. that nails it. That nails it. Yeah. And, and, I mean, dude, you could dude, you could kit him up, up with a freaking BB gun. I mean, if we're using today's technology versus their technology, I mean, we could use a freaking pellet gun. But, so Red Rider and Chris Kyle got it. Maybe <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we get on like you know something like a, a 338 Lapua or something like that, and just and and really give the the British an ass kicking. But um, yeah, so, so the, the the deal is like I guess if you could take back any piece of gear, it would have to also include an, a, like a resupply or unlimited supply of ammo. So oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. If we're so that's we're, implied, it's something to make yeah, a difference. If we're in fantasy land, let's go ahead and fully make it fantasy. Yeah, right? yeah exactly, exactly. So yeah, the, we're not worried about reloads or anything like that. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with the siege of Yorktown, so this was uh, where, uh, also Cornwallis, known. Go yeah, ahead. Cornwallis uh, kind of wintered his troops there um, against the advice of uh, Benedict Arnold, of all people, who defected to the other side, um, and. Uh, and, you know, Washington was obsessed with taking uh, New York back. And ultimately, you know, it was the French saying, hey, we'll help you out, but we're going we're gonna to do it down here. Like, this makes more sense. So anyways, they, uh, what Benedict Arnold warned uh, Cornwallis about was the fact that strategically it was a horrible place to camp. Like, it was a horrible place to, to build a defense because – if the French were coming, they, you know, they could cut them off from the sea, and then they could be surrounded very easily, and that's exactly what happened. Um, and effectively, that was the battle that broke Britain's back and won us our, our freedom. I mean, obviously, it didn't happen just like that, but that was, that was the domino that fell that, that led to everything that we have today. There you go. Good history lesson. Maybe that's a segment we'll start doing. We'll have a little history lesson segment on the show. Kind kind of a history dork when it comes to Hey, just before before we go, before we go, I want to give a shout out. Um, So just let me know when we're finishing up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, I was going to wrap it up after that. So yeah, you've been indoctrinated. Uh, Welcome to the Leadhead Brigade, Chuck. You're official Leadhead. There you go, buddy. 
hopefully I didn't bore anybody too much today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So, guys, check this out. This is how you do it, Broward County. This is how you do it. West. I'm giving a shout out to uh, the West Melbourne Police Department. These are these guys are literally ten minutes from my office. A teen arrested for school threat. A 15-year-old teenager has been arrested and charged with making a threat against Central Middle School in West Melbourne. At the start of school on Wednesday morning, February 28, 2018, the school resource officer at Central Middle School received information from concerned students who saw they saw something, they said something, from concerned students who saw a threat on social media. The threat referenced shooting up Central Middle School with a gun. The teenager who posted the threat was identified as Stephanos. I'm not even pretended to pronounce his last name, a former student at Central Middle School. He was located and detained at the South Area Alternative Learning Center in Melbourne. After detectives investigated, he was arrested and charged in the second-degree felony crime of making a false report concerning the use of a firearm. He, he, meaning the potential shooter, qualifies for secure detention and will be incarcerated at the Juvenile Detention Center. That's how you do it. Boom. You see something... Somebody says something, law enforcement jumped on it immediately and got this kid arrested before he could do any harm to anybody. Yep. There you go. Take a lesson, Broward County. Any questions, call Chad at... (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Great show. Uh, That brings us to the another... The another? (laughs) To the end of another episode. That's how you say it in Tennessee. That's how you say it in another... (laughs) Uh, episode Another. of the Talking Lead Podcast. I uh, want to thank my guest, Chad Enos with Keltech. Thanks again, buddy, for being on. Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you, you for all the help at SHOT Show. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, it was, that was the best time. I can't wait to it, do it again. It was. Uh, just wait till next year when we're even more organized, and uh, oh, we'll get the social. Epic. We'll get the live social media stuff going really good. Uh, yeah, and I've got some stuff to tell you about that, too. So anyway, okay. we'll do that later. Very cool. Chuck LaRue with LaRue Carbon. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, man. Uh, hated to indoctrinate you with uh, such a political show on your first appearance, but I think I think it was good, man. A lot of good information. Hey, thank you very much for the opportunity, man. I really appreciate it. I'm uh, humbled and honored to be able to come on and just ramble you're, about stuff. You're welcome and back. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Yes. Uh-oh. Absolutely. Yeah. And give your, your contact information again on the, the awesome yeah, it, carbon fiber cases. Yeah, it's uh, uh, LaRueCarbon.com. And uh, on the website, you can if you have any questions, you can email me directly. And that's Chuck at LaRue Carbon. And then, uh, and then all social media platforms, give us a follow. Man, I kind of – I'm not big on the social media side. So I've been making a, a concerted effort to push that and be – more social on it and get more posts out there and get the followers up. So at LaRue carbon, that's Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Instagram's kind of the, the go-to right now. Um, Very not cool. saying I don't do anything with the other ones, but, um, yeah, give us a follow. I appreciate it. And I do all sorts of crazy giveaways. Like I'll give away shirts and hats and giving away a couple cases just, just on a Very whim. Cool. So, uh, you gotta follow. You gotta follow in order to get that. So. Gotta follow. Gotta gotta participate. Just like on Talking Lead, man. You guys gotta be engaging on the social media. Uh, speaking yep. of, uh, I am giving away right now as we speak. I'm gonna give away a Tactical Squirrel monthly box uh, for 
March. I'm going to give away March box, and I don't know what's in it yet because they've not sent me the the stuff. And I'm going to go to our post uh, that we did with the uh, Chipper Jones um, post here, and I'm going to go through here. I'm going to randomly pick uh, one of you engaging leadheads. Uh, so let's go through here, and actually, I'm going to let Chuck pick. So are you on? Are you on the interwebs right now, Chuck? Yeah, I can get there right now. <clears throat> yeah, so go to Talking Leads. Yeah, go Talking Leads Facebook page. Give me one second. And go through all those those comments there. Just pick out one that uh, that you like there, and pick pick that person as the winner. As long as it's not Daniel Foster, then. <laughs> He's the jack wagon from the UK. Uh, yeah, no, his ass yeah, from a hole in the ground. Yeah. Um, so drum roll. Let's go with. Um, Actually, go underneath Daniel Foster and look at all the replies to his, and pick one of those guys that engaged him. I'm, and, I'm pulling it up, Daniel Foster. Here we go. It's in yeah, reply. There you and go. Educated him. There were some good responses to his ignorance. Uh, we'll go with. Uh, I saw this one up top that I liked. That's fine. Um, Just pick any anybody, as long as it's not Daniel Foster. <laughs> we'll go with Ronald Inslee. Ronald Inslee, and his comment was, "Daniel Foster, does it hurt to be stupid?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the AR platform is one of the most fun rifles to shoot. Soldiers are shot to shoot, are taught to shoot to kill. <clears throat> a dead enemy cannot harm you, while an injured or maimed one can still kill you. An AR can maim, but the reason it isn't used by the military is because of the M16, which is still an AR platform. But that's another topic. Um, mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say how it has different. Yeah. Settings and selections of burst and fully auto, blah, 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 which we don't need all that. But, Ronald, that first line got me with, uh, does it hurt to be that stupid? <laughs> does it hurt to be that <laughs> stupid? Sometimes, Very cool. So, Ronald Inslee, get in touch with me. Uh, send me an email at uh, talkinglet at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get your info to get you this month's Tactical Squirrel monthly subscription box. And if you leadheads want one, go to my website, TalkingLead.com. There's a link there that you can click on and sign up and get one of those awesome boxes each month. Uh, You can also choose to have ammo included with your box if your state allows it. Um, They'll include a box of your favorite ammo. You just let them know what what, uh, caliber you want. They'll put it in there along with all the other cool uh, outdoor and survival gear uh, that they put in those boxes. So check them out. Uh, go to our website, talkingled.com, click on the link. And as a first month subscription, as a leadhead and a leadhead only, they put in a little extra something, something for you each month. Very cool. All right, guys. Uh, big thanks to all our sponsors again High Threat Concealment, Ride On USA, X Steel Tar- Targets, Modern Spartan Systems, VanQuest, Glock, of course, Keltec. Asymmetric Technologies, 1776 United. And I also got to thank uh, Eagle Imports. Uh, they have been very generous in donating 
some items for uh, a couple of nonprofits that Talking Lead supports. Uh, I've got a, uh, a local baseball team that I support, travel team. Uh, they've been very good about donating some items that we're going to raise some money for those those kids so they can have an awesome travel team this year. And then, of course, Sheepdog Impact Assistance, sheepdogia.org. Their, uh, their annual um, uh, gala charity ball is coming up this month. And uh, uh, Eagle Imports has helped with that. Atlas Defense has also donated some some items. Palmetto State Armory has helped out with that. Um, no Sweat, the you guys heard them a couple of episodes again back. No Sweat, uh, Hatliners has donated some things to our baseball team, uh, and I'm forgetting someone else. Who is it? Uh, no sweat Eagle. Oh, right on. Of course, right on has, uh, donated generously donated some optics, uh, for both those organizations that we're going to raise some awesome money for. So thank you guys for that. And, uh, if any of you lead heads want to get involved with sheepdog impact assistance, go, go to sheepdogia.org and find out how you can take part. So that does it. Uh, until next week, uh, we're going to be bringing you more coverage of the 2018 SHOT Show from the official lead quarters at the Caltech booth. Chad and I have many more interviews that we're going to be bringing you guys over the next few episodes. Uh, probably be releasing those all the way up until just before NRA, Chad. We've got so many of them. <laughs> we did good. We were yeah. busy. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, next week, we're going to make a big announcement. Or not next week, but next episode, we're going to make a big announcement uh, having to do with the NRA and where we're going to be located. Who's going to be the official lead quarters at NRA? Oh. We'll have to figure that out. That announcement is coming up next episode. And watch our social media. Uh, we'll be we'll be making announcements soon. Uh, any any parting words, gentlemen, to the Leadhead Brigade? Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you, uh, and thank you guys. Thank you, learning. Thank you, Chad, for Anytime. doing what you do, man. Like, it's good to have these discussions. It's good to have a, 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 a platform where, man, it's kind of raw and unfiltered, and it's not, a, yeah. it's not a bunch of just baloney, man. Like, it's just – so, no, thank you guys for doing it. And, again, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, Leadheads, that wraps up another episode. Uh, glad you guys tuned in. And make sure you go to our uh, social media. Go to iTunes. Go to iHeartRadio. Uh, download. Leave feedback. I'm also going to be giving away to one of you lucky Leadheads uh, who have been giving us feedback on iTunes next week. So make sure you're listening to next episode. I'm going to announce a winner of some awesome swag from the Leadhead Closet uh, to one of you lucky leadheads that's been giving us some feedback on uh, our podcasting stations as well. Oh, I've got to read this. So, so because you're on here, um, I'm just going to go ahead. All right, sh- I'm going to go ahead and give this guy announce the winner to our. Uh, so on iTunes, uh, and it's by O Flyer O H F L I E R. He said, "Great job with the continuing Shot Show 2018 coverage." From your exclusive interview with George Kelgren, we learned some of the history and inspiration of the man whose innovative designs continue to influence the future direction of the firearms industry. A Who true, said that? A true visionary without boundaries. Keep up the outstanding firearms 
and related content, Ohio 45 ACP. Can you get a hold of that person? Uh, I'm, I'm calling him out right now. So if you, you obviously you listen to the show. So if on iTunes you're O H F L I E R or Ohio 45 ACP is how you signed it. Um, you are the winner, uh, of the, the swag bag that I'm going to be giving you from the talking lead closet. So he's also, uh, the, he's also the winner of the swag package that I'm going to put together for him. Awesome. awesome. So you're a, you're a double winner, guys. So get in touch with me at talkinglead at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get your info, and we're going to hook you up with some awesome swag. So that's how you do it, Leadheads. You, you engage, you leave us feedback, you leave us comments on our social media, on our podcasting platforms, and I randomly go through there, and I pick winners at, 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 from time to time. So two winners this episode already. Next episode, we're going to announce two more winners. Very awesome. cool. Chad, thanks for doing that, brother. Yeah, of course. So, guys, we are out of here until next week. As always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And keep your GAC piece closer with the Extendo Clips. <laughs> your what? <laughs> GAC. Your GAT piece. G-A-P? G-A-T. Yo, GAT piece. GAT piece. Everybody enjoy your gun rights. Get in touch with your uh, legislators and be a buzz in their ear. That's right. We is out.